2: Have wrapped in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, and I believe the deliberations will start tomorrow. And boy, was today insane! Before I tell you how insane it was, I must point out: for those that are watching the live show, we are here in our mobile studio. That's right, we are on site in Austin. We have a bu- we have a crazy show tomorrow with the most people we've ever had on the show because we're insane, and it's going to be a cacophony of crazy crackpot nonsense from a lot of awesome people. So. This is going to be awesome, awesome with us down in Austin, and we're planning on doing more trips like this. So that being said, let's let's carry on with you know you, now you understand why we're in the mobile studio. <laughs> Let me just tell you, my friends, during the trial uh, uh, today, the closing arguments, the prosecutor picked up the AR-15. I believe actually, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's an MP-5. I'm not sure. It's an AR-15 style rifle. They call it chambered in 223. Points it at the jury with his finger on the trigger, aims. I couldn't believe it. I, I actually believe the prosecutor should be criminally charged, and I'm not exaggerating. This is deeply irresponsible. We just had the Alec Baldwin story come out and the prosecutor points a rifle at the jury. Now I'm gonna stop right there and say, you know what, personally, I can't believe it. I do not believe it. I've seen the pictures of him pointing the rifle, but we can't see the jury because the jury their identity is protected. But we've got more than one source saying he pointed the rifle at the jury, finger on the trigger. Oh, jeez, we got to talk about what went down in these closing arguments because the prosecution was lying through their teeth. Now, I'll be the first to admit I'm biased for the, for the defense, and there are some things about what they've said that I've questioned why I should believe them. I mean that legitimately. But I think the videos speak for itself. And you know what? I don't need to speculate. We've got Drew Hernandez sitting right here. Thanks for having me, Tim. Let's do it. You were actually a witness in the trial, yep. a defense witness. You were there on the ground. You were a journalist filming it. They tried to smear you on the stand. Then they used you as some veteran reporter. Then they tried smearing you again. So people that were paying attention today, it's pretty
4: shocking. I mean, I'm watching this live on TV, and I'm just like, so in the closing arguments with Binger, he tried to discredit me during my eyewitness testimony under oath, by the way, under oath, right? This was a couple days ago, but in his closing argument today— he, he called me a veteran of covering <laughs> protests, right? But then the other prosecutor towards the end of the closing argument tried to discredit me again for hiring the specific lawyer that I hired for myself. So I truly do wonder if the jury is paying attention to this stuff because, I mean, he really is insulting their intellect. Hmm. He really is insulting their own ability to choose for themselves because when I was there, I want to say this real quick before we continue so everybody knows The reason why I was there was not to share my opinion. I was not some kind of expert to just speak on the video evidence or anything like that. I was an eyewitness to what happened, to what I saw, while at the same time, I had body cam footage to corroborate everything that I said. So just for the record, because the world is watching, they've been watching on Tucker, they've been watching everywhere, my bias was the truth and what I saw that night. I was not there to give any kind of political opinion that's what I was doing. This is
2: what we need to get into too because when you tell the truth, they say you're biased and right-wing. Absolutely because when, the w- truth doesn't serve their narrative. Exactly. All right, we'll get into all that stuff. We got the stand we got we got the the crew. Here we got Luke and Ian.
5: Yep. I mean, first of all, Texas is awesome. Idiots. I love it here. Mm-hmm. Second of all, welcome everyone to the RV life. I've been doing this for like a year and a half. I have my studio in my RV. I love it in there. And, uh, thanks so much for having me. If you want to support me, you can by purchasing t-shirts. The one I'm wearing right now says, FYI, the government is way deadlier than any virus. And if you understand history and what democide actually means, uh, <laughs> I think that is an accurate statement. And you could purchase this t-shirt by going to the best political shirts Dot com. That is my website. And uh, it does smell like uh, a little bit of a DMT and graphene here, but I think that's because Ian's sitting <laughs> oh, right next to so me. We're so close to each other. Yeah, <laughs> we are very close. <laughs> this like is the my closest hands, we've ever, my he- my hands ever hands worked there. together. <laughs> hey, I
0: can corroborate what you're saying, man. Texas is the bomb. It's fresh air, clean, uh, dry. I love the heat. I love the the cool. And uh, the studio looks great, Tim. You look good. You got a nice pink on your skin there. And I see you got a guitar hanging out next to you. I'm very excited to get moving we're still doing some uh, some tech behind the scenes to get everything mm-hmm. smoothed oh, yeah. out
2: we, we, we did some trial runs but you have to at a certain point a trial one doesn't do enough because you know then we add a bunch more people and then there's levels we got to figure out you know some people are quieter than others some people are louder Luke just screams all the time what? True, yeah. no I never do that <laughs> yeah. welcome back. We also we also uh we got lightweight cameras so mm-hmm. they can be more easily mounted but they're let, lower quality so I think we can find a ha- a, a happier medium and oh. uh, an upgrade and probably do a little bit better but
0: right now we're at 720
2: Yeah, we're streaming in 720 and the cameras themselves don't display all that well in low light so the hev- the bigger cameras with better sensors are too heavy uh, for the wall mounts yeah. because we're actually in a really small space we need to wall mount the cameras but Hey, look, it's working, and we're here, and we are streaming. So let's let's, let's get started before oh, we do. Before uh, before that, I wanted to remind everyone that Lydia is oh, right, that's right, right, right. Yeah, behind I'm me. I'm perched
1: behind Ian. You can kind of see me in Ian's shot. So thank you guys for joining us. As we're being awesome in Austin.
2: <laughs> and you can see the microwave. You can. Can <laughs> you? Right out. behind so me. A yeah, to
1: shout, shout out to
5: the You can actually
2: <laughs> <laughs> see the faucet.
1: You can. Shout yeah, so I'm sitting in the kitchen where a woman belongs.
5: Why is the only woman in the kitchen? That's the
1: question. I just want to point out real quick, too.
2: So this is... Uh, uh We're in a big, like, 40-foot RV. We were looking at, like, tour buses and trails and really expensive stuff that I'm like, man, I don't know if we can afford something like that. And they wouldn't work because they're actually not big enough. So having a trailer has it has this living room where all of these couches face each other and there's a big old tv screen. you can't see the tv screen but it allows everyone to see the display and the news that you can see when i pull it up so this this works really well so now let's pull up that display they can see this is timcast.com go and become a member we have a members only segment coming up after the show it goes up around 11 or so pm as a member you are supporting our fierce and independent journalists and we recently had a, a a new requirement we actually need to hire i think two more journalists and so when you become members, you are basically creating that ability for us to hire more people. And we're going to be adding more writers and reporters. We're looking for someone where we're actually looking for someone to do to be a White House press correspondent. Ooh. I don't know if that's a good idea in the long term, though, because it's a stupid position, in my opinion. Mm. Not to be disrespectful, mm-hmm. but like, the, you know, Saki's not going to call on you. You're not going to get questions and she's going to play the game. And then you sit in a room and you report what everyone watched on the Internet anyway.
5: Can you put me in there for a day? I would love to be we in there. I, in I would make sure I'm what front row. <laughs> Hands up like this. No, they don't let you sit in the front row. I'll like sit on the on the floor, and it'll be a, it'll be interesting. Remember when Cernovich went in there
2: and was like yelling, "You're like at the press. Yeah, they're complicit and they're not doing their jobs. Start reporting." You actually, you know, my understanding is we, we talked about this. It's like, but they're not going to call on you. They're not going to give you what you want. But we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do all this stuff. we're we're, we're your membership gets more journalists more technology and more members only shows and uh, as you can, <laughs> you can see on the front page of this leading covid test firm is planning to sell swaps containing customers dna oh my that's right that's the kind of stuff we're covering the important stuff and this is this is confirmed rapport i mean we fact checked this stuff go to timcast.com don't forget to like this video right now like this stream you're watching the stream on YouTube. smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends let's go right into the first story this is it right here it's from the western journal the story is Rittenhouse prosecutor violates gun safety, points AR-15 with finger on trigger at court full of people. Why is this important? The prosecution was actually arguing earlier on that there was a charge potentially for Kyle Rittenhouse because they claimed he aimed his weapon at people, which is like negligent disregard for the safety of others, something like that.
3: Hmm.
2: Pointing a weapon at people was a criminal offense, they argued. Now, here's something funny. The prosecutor does this. I don't even know if we can show you the footage of the, the photo of it. And there's multiple photos because YouTube might actually give us a strike for showing him pointing a rifle at people. But you know what? We're going to do it anyway, oh because this is the prosecutor. And if YouTube doesn't even allow us to show the prosecutor aiming a rifle finger on the trigger at a jury, then we're in a whole world of hurt with censorship. So here it What right here on the front of the screen. Matt Walsh says Kenosha DA pointed a gun at the jury with his finger on the trigger. There's the image. Let me, let me, let me, let me blow it up. Let me get a big, a big, here's a bigger one for you. Now, this is from behind. This is from one of the streams where you can see the prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse case aiming a rifle at people. Now, hold on. These photos don't actually show you who he's pointing at. Why? Because they can't show the jury. The jury's identity is kept secret. They mute the audio when they're talking with the jury. They send the jury in and out. And I'll even point out, I don't believe it. I just, I'm, I'm biased. I cannot believe it that he actually pointed the rifle, finger on the trigger. And I just got to say a couple more things. Here it is, this finger on the trigger. I believe, I think I have a bigger photo here. Look at this. Finger on the trigger. Now, there's no magazine. It doesn't matter. There can be a round in the chamber, and someone could easily put it in. But I just want to stress this point. People like to talk about how NewsGuard is biased. It's Microsoft. It's Bill Gates. So I'm going to show you right here. Western Journal, according to NewsGuard. Has an 82 out of 100. The website mostly adheres to basic standards of credibility and transparency. NewsGuard says this is real news, and they say the prosecutor held an AR 15 rifle with his finger on the trigger and pointed it toward the jury.
5: 18+. This yeah. is definitive. Now, now, Tim, I know you don't believe it. I do, because number one, he's a government employee. Number two, he's <laughs> chicken winging. I remember the first time I held a, a, a rifle before, right. my, my elbows were all the way up. That's not really the proper way to hold a rifle. You chicken. learn to kind of hold them down and not act like you're doing the funky chicken. So, uh, I mean, obviously, I think he was doing it for dramatic effect i mean if i was sitting on the jury we were talking about this you you said you you'd you'd scream because you have a good point to that you want someone with the finger on the trigger let me
2: clarify i wouldn't scream like "Ah." (laughs) i would yell get down and i'd shove
5: people to the floor there's a government agent holding a firearm with his (laughs) finger on the trigger in your face that he hasn't checked properly before even picking up i mean he didn't even do that he didn't check it yeah he did it he asked other people if they did this is Baldwin. Yeah, yeah it is. is Alec no. Baldwin. Yeah. As soon as I see this, I was like, w- was Alec Baldwin consulting him? Uh, that's <laughs> the with, question that I with, asked on with my Twitter my, account.
4: I, I have some personal experience with this guy. So, I mean, my personal experience with him, he seemed totally unprepared for me when I went to go testify the other day. And it just kind of seemed like he wasn't really prepared for what he was doing in this trial. And I can't really speak for him, but looking at something like this... I mean, how could you take someone serious when they're talking about uh, how you handle a firearm or the do's and don'ts when you're speaking to the jury when they display something like this in a courtroom? I mean, I think he he was trying to discredit me. I think this discredits himself. He had
2: you, Drew Hernandez, reporter on the scene, on the stand as an as a as a fact witness, Mm -hmm. not as an expert witness, as someone who was like, I was there. I saw this. And he started questioning why you had a lawyer. Yeah. He started questioning whether you were biased, who you worked for now, not mm-hmm. then. Yep. I'm hoping the jury can see through what this guy has been doing. Because pointing a weapon at them, I, I, I think I understand why he did it. He was hoping that they would feel yes. fear and then be like, wow, is that what Kyle Rittenhouse did to people? He should be in jail.
3: Hmm.
2: He should be in jail. Not, not, not Kyle Rittenhouse. Binger. Binger should be in jail. No, no, no. Look, it's a, I think it's a misdemeanor charge to point a weapon, to brandish a weapon at somebody. I don't see why he gets special privileges in a courtroom putting his finger on the trigger with a weapon he did not check. People are all, you see all these leftists, all no, I shouldn't say leftists because leftists like guns. Mm-hmm. Establishment Democrats and they're going, "To be fair, he did ask if it was unloaded." What? That that's all he did. That that's it. That's not Imagine, enough. imagine there's a bad actor. They don't like him. He's a leftist. And when they when they when they check the bolt, they pop in a two, two, three and say, You're good to go. And then he aims it and bang, kills a juror. That risk should not be present in any capacity. A bunch of people I asked this as soon as I saw it happen, I said, Why didn't they lock the bolt back? Just good point. Lock it back so we mm-hmm. know it's clear and it's not gonna fight. Dude, this
0: is like a really bad video game. Like this 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 guy the Alec Baldwin didn't check the magazine or he didn't check the, the chamber. Neither did it, and then, then like two weeks later, this guy didn't yeah. check the chamber. And like you said, he seemed unprepared. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a stoner that went to theater school. <laughs> like, like he was getting really high a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I too. <laughs> <laughs> and now yeah. he's like had it out of his system for a while because he's got a big trial up ahead. Or maybe he's on like Zoloft or something or some crazy like slowing mechanism that, cause the guy is like faded. Now I want to point out, it says <clears> that he pointed it toward the jury. That's different than at the jury. So maybe it's like above the jury, down the hallway, past the jury. Well, no, no, no. The Western
5: Journal is reporting that he pointed it directly at... Well, no, no, no. It says toward. Yeah.
2: But come on, man. What does toward mean? Mm. Yeah. In their direction. 30 degrees cone around the target. Right, right, right. I think that's a fair point. But I also think, regardless, it's still... Like, if there's a group of people and you're not directly aiming at any one person... You're pointing it toward the group of people. Dude, female. he didn't check
5: the chamber. At least have a chamber flag. I mean, that's even common sense as, as well. But again, uh, he, again, he works for the government and I, I would be, I would, I would, I would run away if I, wanna, I was on the wanna, I jury. wanna,
2: I wanna point this out. I wanna point this out. Here's what I, here's what I tweeted. I think anybody who knows guns knows these rules. Treat a gun always as if it is loaded. Mm-hmm. And here's his picture. Never point it at something you don't intend to destroy keep your finger off the trigger until you are ready to fire. There's one I didn't include in this. Always know where your target is and what is beyond it. So let's make the argument he didn't actually point it at a jury with his finger on the trigger. Those walls are not going to stop a rifle round. And he has no idea who's behind those people or behind that wall or whatever. I think this discredits everything he's saying about his arguments about guns, about bullets. You know, the defense made a really, really good point in their closing arguments. It it was Richard's defense uh, who said, I've been in trials. You know, the the, the prosecution tries to call full metal jacket as if it's a more threatening round, as if it matters. He said, I've been in trials where they say, you know, to the jury, he used hollow points. Those are designed to kill people, whereas a full metal jacket would just go through them and they'd survive. And now with Karinas, they're arguing the opposite. Hollow points wouldn't have gone through people and it wouldn't have been reckless. And he says, regardless of that, the bullet is a bullet and making an argument about the kind of bullet irrelevant. And here you have a guy who tries to act like he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You want something funny? I think it was Krauss, the other eight, the prosecutor who said there's no such thing as a right or left-handed gun.
3: Hmm.
2: It's amazing. It's not mm-hmm. true. How they can just say things without knowing what they're talking about. And the funny thing is, I guess you can't actually object to lies. For real so uh, my understanding is the is the the opponents can object in your closing arguments to matters of the court so there was a moment where they stated that the zaminsky's it's a kelly and some other guy was named zach i don't remember i don't remember his first name he said they have a fifth amendment right you know why didn't they testify they objected to that saying they don't have a fifth amendment right they could have called the woman who was convicted but the dude this is this is a really important point in the trial whether or not someone has a fifth amendment right is up to the prosecution did you guys know that no. you think no. like I plead the fifth? No, the prosecutor can say then we grant you full immunity. Start talking. Mm. And if you don't, you're in contempt. So when they say Siminski could testify, the, the, the state, the, the defense was like, we can't call him. He can plead the fifth, but the state can grant immunity and get whatever testimony they want from him. But they won't. And the judge would not uh, sustain the objection. He sort of sustained it. He said, we'll just ask you to move on. He didn't explain to the jury that the state yeah. controls the ability of fifth of, of, of pleading the fifth. So now you have this guy who has no idea what he's talking about. They have power over some of the witnesses. They didn't execute the search warrant on Gage Grosskreutz. And they control whether or not Zeminski even testifies. And here's the, here's the point. This is why it's important. Kyle Rittenhouse got the gun charge dismissed. We'll talk about it in a second. That's a huge victory. But he stated, the prosecution stated, that the, Zimins, uh, the he pointed the gun at the Zeminski's, And the defense said, I don't see the Zeminski's here. And the judge said, you didn't call them as witnesses to testify on the fact that a weapon was pointed mm-hmm. at. There's no complaining witness. If I can't see it happen, I can't instruct the jury that it did. Mm-hmm. Very, very important points. Yeah.
5: Hypothetically, if, if Kyle did use hollow points, let's just kind of play up the scenario. I mean, the scene would be so much more graphic than it already was. And already, uh, you saw the state prosecutor play extremely graphic videos, show extremely graphic images during his closing arguments that I couldn't even look at. Like It, it like sparked... A very strong reaction to me. So I do think when when he was doing his kind of theatrics, putting his finger on the trigger, moving the rifle around, when he was showing uh, you know the the bicep, when he was showing the gore, when he was showing the blood, I, I think he was trying to evoke more of an emotional response rather than a logical one. Because other than that, I can't really understand what he was really trying to do here. Also, there's a meme video going around from the movie Heat uh, with his image state uh, kind of kind of imposed. As the state prosecutor in action, that is also going viral on the internet, and uh, I just uh,
2: with him with the, the rifle.
5: Off. Yes, with him and the rifle. There's there's, so there's a lot of people mimicking. We about can't this show well. it. Yeah, we can't.
2: I was, I really wanted to, like Luke's, like look at this thing I tweeted, and I and I was like, we got it. We can't put that on YouTube. You know, here
4: <laughs> here's even. a comment I want to make about the trial and the reason why you're seeing this prosecutor um, look really bad, time after time, even the state's own witnesses, right? Gage came out and literally admitted under oath he pointed his gun at Kyle first, right? The reason why you're seeing this happen over and over and over again is because the truth is coming out. It's coming out from the prosecution. It's coming out through the defense as well. And when you find yourself trying to suppress the truth or you find yourself trying to dance around the truth or uh, combat against the truth to try and like discredit it, it's not going to go well for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see this happen over and over and over again in this trial. And people are just kind of like, what's going on with this guy? What's what's going on here? Because it's like when you're trying to argue with the truth and you're trying to discredit it and make it look like it's not even relevant or true, or you, or you just try and like take the jury away from it. that's what he was trying to do with me. He's trying to take the jury away from what I was going to testify, take the jury, away, distract away, ask me questions that would lead me down another path. It doesn't go well for you, and the reason why it doesn't go well for you is because it all comes out, and when it comes out, people are going to know for themselves what really happened. and That's what's happening.
0: This is a big victory in and of itself that it's televised, because you know, in a real system with just malicious mal mal malpractice of justice, it would be it would have been behind the scenes, kangaroo court, one and done. No one would have seen it, but we get to watch yeah. all the malfeasance. Um, I think that's a victory, whatever the outcome of the trial.
4: Imagine this. Imagine imagine if. No videographers would have been there that night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! Imagine where we would be right now. You know what's funny is um, the narrative that's been spun: the president of the United States mm-hmm. literally used Kyle Rittenhouse as a
2: poster child for white supremacy in his campaign. One thing I don't think we hear enough is that after Rosenbaum was shot in point seven three nine of a second, he got hit; he was shot at four times. Richie McGinnis did not run with the crowd; he didn't scream. He didn't hit the ground. Why? He had no fear that Kyle Rittenhouse would cause him any harm. Or I shouldn't say that his fear did not reach a level to where he thought he should flee at all. Maybe he was like, there's some issue, but I genuinely believe Richie ran up to Rosenbaum and acted like Kyle wasn't even there. Because he knew, in my opinion, I haven't talked to him about it, he knew that Kyle wasn't a threat to him at all. I think that's the most important point. The second most important point. In this trial, when they were watching a video, the judge walks over to the big screen TV and sits down and watches the video. Kyle Rittenhouse walks up right Mm. behind the judge and leans in right over his left shoulder. No bailiff, no handcuffs, no complaints, no one freaking out. No one was threatened by this kid, not a single person, because they know he was only a threat to those attacking him. And lastly, all of you agree with me, and I know it. If if ADA Binger was on the ground in Kenosha during a riot and he saw Kyle Rittenhouse, he would run to him for safety.
1: Yes. Yep.
4: Well, let me tell you something. When I was there that night, right, and I testified under oath, so I feel comfortable saying it again because it's true. When I was there that night, the first time I saw Kyle that night, they were in front of a, It was they call it Car Source 2, right, the second car dealership, right? Um, there were individuals on the roof. They had rifles on the roof, Right. And one of them was outside on the ground as well. And this was after the rioters were going head to head with the police, and the police were pushing them down Sheridan, pushing them. They were deploying rubber bullets, tear. They were rioting. They were taking concrete slabs and destroying them on the floor and throwing them at the cops. Taking fireworks, explosive devices, throwing them at the police vehicles. Um, so as they were getting pushed back, when they got to Car Source Two, these guys on the you know on the building had their rifles. Um, the rioters came to them. They're like, "You ain't the police." You ain't the police, you ain't the cops, you ain't the, like getting super confrontational to the point where the riders went behind Car Source 2, grabbed more rocks, more concrete slabs, and were throwing them at the individuals with rifles on the top of the building. They brought a rock to a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the reason why this is important is the first time I saw Kyle was when he came outside of this car source two and attempted to de-escalate that situation. And you know what? He had his hands, like, he was, you know, he was going, like, kind of like when you, uh, when you're saying, hey, like, calm down, calm down. Like, like what, What? instead of saying the word calm down, what do you do? You use your hands. Yeah. That's what he was doing, and then the riders dispersed, because they were getting super confrontational, like, you ain't the
2: cops, you ain't the police, you ain't the police. And then they dispersed. So that's the crazy thing. I've been to a bunch of events. We had, um who was it who tweeted today that white supremacists in Ferguson do you see that Mm-mm. I can't remember who it was No, I don't want to say the wrong person but you know someone tweeted did you see that Drew nope they were like when we were marching in Ferguson white supremacists were hiding by the hill where Michael Brown was shot and started, they were shooting at us and I'm like you know I've been there and nothing what? like that happened at least nobody said it happened I didn't experience anything like that no one I know said anything like that but not a single activist report anything like that until today but the reason I bring that up is I'm on the ground in Ferguson I watched the Oath Keepers. I filmed the Oath Keepers up on top of the building, standing there with weapons. Then we had it was a, a, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, what's his name? It's been a long time. The group comes down and they start marching Stewart? down. And it statement? wasn't. It wasn't oh, Stewart. Okay. Uh, they start wa- walking down the road with rifles, and people are yelling at him, Just like that, you ain't the police. You're not the cops. And the dude, I can't remember his name, who's in the front. He's like, you know, a, a leader in the Oath Keepers. He goes, we know, we know. We're just here for everyone's safety. And they were like, then why aren't you here protecting us? And he goes, we are. And they're like, what are you, what? And he's like, yeah, we want to make sure the police don't hurt any of you guys. And they went, oh. what? We, I, was, I watched him say, he was mm-hmm. like, he's like, we're here. Like, the cops shouldn't hurt any of you guys. You guys keep protesting. Do your thing. And we want to make sure that everyone's safe. And they were like, what? The thing about Kenosha was it wasn't a protest.
4: At no point was it a protest. I mean, I was in Chicago, um, the night Jacob Blake got shot, right? Mm
1: -hmm. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone
3: seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest
2: registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: And I was looking on Twitter, and the first thing I saw, the literally one of the first reports I... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <gasps> Ooh, a book
3: club. <sighs> computer solitaire
0: huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino chumba. that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumba. chumbacasino.com
2: no purchase necessary 18 plus apply see website for details
4: i saw what was happening in kenosha was the rioters were already taking brick, took a brick to a police officer's head, knocked him unconscious. And then I started to see other reports and I'm thinking to myself, how far is Kenosha? Whoa, it's like a, what? An Six hour and hours? a half, to two hour drive. It was yeah. like a $300 Uber,
2: right? I don't even and, think that's far. I think it's like an hour from I Chicago.
4: don't remember. It was, it, was, it, was, it was far. And it was during the lockdown in Chicago at 11 p.m. at night. I don't even know how I got an Uber. Um, but I took it, went there, and right when I showed up, they already had dumpster cars, uh, dumpster trucks on fire, exploding. They were looting. They were dumpster
2: carts, like
4: car trucks. A dumpster trucks, truck, a truck. A it's truck. on my Twitter. Anyone Whoa, can go watch wow. it right now. Drew H live. That's one like, of the first don't need things. A full vehicle. No, the full yeah. truck, dumpster wow. truck on Dang. fire. And uh, the ones who brought rifles to the Kenosha riot first was actually the rioters. Mm. I retweeted that today. They they were there night one. And they
2: were in a standoff with the police in the middle of the street, and they had their rifles. They, they were the ones who brought guns first. That's a fact. I watched that video where it was like a mattress store or something, mm-hmm. where it was being burned down. You see the smoke billowing out of the building. Do you see that video? Which, it's where, I don't know. I have to look at it because there's
4: so many burnt buildings in connection.
2: Right. <laughs> it's where the old guy is running up and like trying to get people at his store, mm-hmm. and then someone bashes him over the back of the head with a rock, and then he just falls down, mm-hmm. and he's lying on the ground bleeding, and they're all like laughing and hooting at him. I have to look at that
4: one. But that night was a mixture of... Arson, looting, vandalism, total violence. They, they, they burnt down multiple buildings. And that's why when you hear the mainstream media, this is why they'll come out and say, Oh, you're just biased. And they were chanting
2: Black Lives Matter when they did it. Okay. Right. right. It's all on film and I posted it. That's not biased. That's just the truth. This is, I was in, I was in San Jose, uh, when what it was, it was that moment where the guy got hit in the back of the head with rocks during the Trump rally. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted out it was Bernie Sanders supporters who did it. There was a big moment where they were like Bernie supporters. Bernie bros are violent. Bernie supporters are violent. And Bernie was like, you guys got to dock it off. And I tweeted like, yeah, those guys were Bernie supporters. And they were like, you're a liar and you're far right. And I was like, it, but that's what happened. And they were like, how do you know they were Bernie supporters? They were wearing Bernie shirts. What? <laughs> like they were like wearing Bernie. Like a couple of the people who were part of the mob had Bernie stickers and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. And they were screaming and shoving people. And I'm like, that's just what I don't know. I didn't think it was that big of a deal to be like, oh yeah, this was the left that was engaged in this behavior. At the time, I genuinely thought because I've seen the black bloc tactics, they're proud of the of what they call the diversity of tactics. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why they would all of a sudden now deny the fact that they beat people all the time. They were proud of it. they both, Luke, I, I mean, knows it. Luke was there when I got attacked in New York. Yeah, and Luke pulls the guy's mask off.
5: Yeah, well, me and my friends jumped <laughs> to make sure that you know we prevented further escalations and. And you know, you could just see a lot of these actions unfold right before they unfold with how people are preparing for it. But again, when we look at what happened last year during the summer, we're talking about over three dozen people dying. So Mm -hmm. people were affected, people did die, people were hurt, people were injured. But but and, and there were several accounts of this but the mainstream media picked this particular case, they highlighted it, there was a lot of tragedies out there, there's a lot of responsibility out there that you could point to so many different people I would directly point at big tech social media, I would directly point at the mainstream media that was censoring any opposing viewpoints promoting, obfuscating, or even just sometimes making excuses for, for violence, and I think that was deliberate and I think we're having that same kind of element being brought back, now it is during the winter, will we see large civil unrest, we don't know, the National Guard is being deployed in Wisconsin. We have the NYPD, Chicago PD, LAPD, Seattle PD, Washington PD, all National mobilizing. Guard. Yeah, 500 National Guard. Mm-hmm. All mobilizing their, their police officers because oh, they're like prepared for why. something. I wonder why. Yeah.
4: why. Why are 500 National Guard Called out to Kenosha tonight. If this exactly. whole thing started as a peaceful protest, why? This is why I'm so aggressive, yeah. Tim. Because they're trying to lie. They're trying to cover for these violent criminals that literally showed up to literally burn down buildings, threaten the community. Kenosha was literally having a massive threat that night, and this is so underplayed because they want to cover for these people and make them look like little saints. That they're just uh, opposing racism. They weren't. And what happened
2: to Kenosha had nothing to do with Jacob Blake being shot. And you're biased. For, for talking about what you saw and what you filmed that we all plainly understood. And I want to stress a very important point when they criticize your bias. You actually testified that you had concerns about the guys with guns as well. Yep. The, the prosecutor was like, you held up your press badge when they were pointing a laser pointer at you because you were concerned for your safety. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, I'm always concerned for my safety. But he was like, but you were worried they might have a gun on you. Yes. You said yes to that, right? This is why. I was trying to explain context
4: in that situation. That situation I just explained to you where I saw Kyle come out and attempt to deescalate a situation, that was the same building right. that the rioters were taking rocks and throwing them at individuals with rifles on top of the building. But, but I, listen, I was sitting there filming it. So the reason why I said, of course, I'm in kind of concerned about my life because I don't want to be misidentified
2: with these morons throwing rocks at people with guns. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but I think the important point here is that I'm trying to make is there's two things. One, I think it's fair to say you've, you, I, I can't speak for you, but I've been on the ground. I absolutely fear the riders more than I would fear militia members. Yeah. Militia members tend to have firearms training. They tend to be uh, more skittish about using force or weapons. And this is true of the left militias as well. When I see when I would see so, the armed socialist groups like the Socialist Rifle Association or whatever they call themselves, I would feel safer around them as well because they take it very, very seriously. But that being said, when you testified, you did have some concerns about both sides, mm-hmm. right? He has the nerve to call you biased, but then accuse you of fearing both the riders and the armed gunmen. I'm like, how can the how can the lawyer come to you and say the, the prosecutor? I'm sorry. You're biased against those people. And you are also scared about the guys with guns. It's like, so which is it? Who's he biased against? If he's got concern for his safety across the board, it sounds like he's mostly concerned for himself and not who's doing what, but that's it. You film the rioters rioting and say they're rioters. He literally called you biased for saying they were rioters. He said, your footage seems slanted towards the rioters. And I responded and said,
4: yeah, because they're rioting in the footage. Absolutely. Like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. And that's why I'm watching the trial. I'm like, dude, you... You're, what he's doing is he's insulting the intellect and the judgment ability of the jurors. Yeah, but because you see he, this he back be and forth. forth. Yeah. You know, you see this back and forth. Where uh, I'll use myself as an example. Today, he literally praised me for being a veteran reporter, trying to add credibility to me when it fit his little narrative. And then at the end, they literally try to discredit me again at the end of their uh, yeah. closing argument. That just, that just to me, if I was a juror,
5: that would insult. Completely like so. So, you think I'm that dumb that I even pick up on it? He, he did it on multiple occasions. One of the biggest ones was him describing the activities of, of Rosenbaum and acted like it wasn't a big deal <laughs> yeah. when he went over everything that he did. Oh, I'll pull that up in a second. I, right? I don't know if we can play that, because, including the N- end. Yeah. Is isn't yeah. that
4: funny though? Isn't yeah. it, is it like listen he he's like oh he uses the n-word so wait, yeah wait, 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 you wait, wait, have i, I want to okay, okay. play the video in a yeah, second i want to play the video yeah we'll get to
5: it we'll get to it it's what it, you, you want did you want to point out anything? no no I, that, that, that he contradicted himself when he was questioning you uh you know drew and then with his closing arguments he literally said the opposite of what he was saying to you so that's that's a major point here and this video i mean is just uh it's just wild man <laughs> i'm we're gonna play this video okay
2: <laughs> I don't know if do we have desktop audio uh, pulled up it's the second or last on the mixer board just in case because I, I, I don't know if we set up desktop audio for playback just yet I think we do but let's play and we'll see what happens yeah, let's find out he just happens to stumble in and- okay wait wait okay all right I'm gonna play this but I want to give you some context this is Washington free Beacon saying Binger says that all Rosen Bob Rosen Bob Rose Rosenbaum <laughs> did the night of the shooting was Let me just play for you as he reads off this list. When I heard this video, I screamed. I I was like, what? I'm like in the vehicle (laughs) when he said it, watching this live. Check this out. He just happens to stumble into it. So what does he do that night?
0: Oh, let me tell you all the awful things Joseph Rosenbaum did. He tipped over a porta potty that had no one in it. He swung a chain. He lit a metal garbage dumpster on fire. Oh, and there's this empty wooden flatbed trailer that they pulled
4: out in the middle of the road and they tipped it over to stop some bearcats and they lit it on fire.
0: Oh, my God! Right here, right here. Right here. Oh, and he said right some bad words. Right he
4: said the N word. <laughs> Okay, listen. Just pause. So to He's America, downplaying America, this. America, <laughs> America. Okay, America. All right, for all, for for all the woke supremacists out mm. there, you got you got this white attorney playing down the use of the N word being used by another white guy using the N word at a so called a so called
2: anti racism gathering in Kenosha.
4: Does okay. that make sense uh, uh, to
2: any of you out there? But, but does hold it on, to hold me? Hold okay, so so for, for for quick context for those just tuning in, this is the prosecutor in the Kyle Rittenhouse case trying. I think, (laughs) to downplay the actions of Joseph Rosenbaum, who was, i got to be very careful about this, a person who committed some of the most serious atrocities against children, and I do believe that matters in this case and should have been relevant, because he just got out of jail, and that played a role in why he yelled, I don't care if I go back to jail, but I I digress, we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. It seems like Binger, the prosecutor, is trying to downplay, as if to say, he only did these things, and then he got killed. And and let me, I, I got to point out, he he slowly escalates it. It's like, dude, start with the worst thing and end with the lighter thing. <laughs> start with like, well, he did he did participate in burning up a trailer in the middle of the street. But then, what, what was he really doing on his own? He knocked over a porta potty, okay? Mm-hmm. It's bad, but there was no one in it. No, he starts at the lightest and escalates to the point where I'm like, G- what? <laughs> He's like, he knocked over a porta potty, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty bad, but like, I've seen pranksters do that, as long as there's nobody in it. Well, and he left
4: out what happened, because he said, oh, he lit a metal dumpster on fire. No it was on fire and he was attempting to push it into occupied police vehicles with human
2: beings inside of them <laughs> and there 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 were people pushing dumpsters towards a gas station yes. i want to be careful how i phrase that mm-hmm. because whether they were trying to i can't read their minds right words. it was like down but the
0: road past the gas station they were
2: moving in the direction of the gas station but some said and then the fire got put out but hold on he goes from there he's letting a dumpster on fire and i'm like whoa whoa okay that's getting like, pretty dangerous what human can get away with that you can't get away with that stuff do you remember when the judge when, when they were in pre-trial uh, motions, he was like, we shouldn't be able to call them arsonists. All he did was set a dumpster on fire and the judge goes, are you arson. kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> arson? Like, That's arson. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Then he <laughs> says he was swinging a chain. It's like, hold on, yo. Last I checked, fires make more fires. Yes. That's like really bad. And <laughs> swinging a chain? You could kill somebody doing that. So he's escalating and then he's like, oh. And then he took a wooden trailer And flipped it over in the street and set it on fire to block the police. And I'm like, yo, that's like
3: really bad.
2: (laughs) Like, that's blocking emergency services bad. That's accidentally killing people bad. Mm -hmm. And to top it all off with the cherry on top, he's screaming the N-word over and over again. Cool. Yo, it sounded to me (laughs) like the prosecutor was trying to lose. And, and, And so I tweeted this. The ADA Krauss... The other prosecutor did a much much better job than Binger. People got mad that I tweeted. They're like, "Are you kidding?" He's flopping, and I'm like, "No, I didn't say he was doing a good job." That guy Said he would, was doing. That guy would than laugh Binger.
4: at me. He would laugh at me anytime I would say Antifa, uh. rioter, arson, vandalism, and looting. He would laugh at me and just shake his head like that. And I'm like, "What are you laughing at? Well, that's funny to you." That's why I'm saying the jury's seeing that stuff because the, people are gonna people know what happened in Kenosha, and when people are sitting there laughing at what happened
2: to their town, they're not gonna have it. There there were people who were super chatting to us uh, in response to your testimony. So I guess – I don't know if it's true. I don't want to accuse Rakata of saying it, but people were saying on Rakata's stream, they were saying you were a bad witness. And I think some of it has to do with you came off as adversarial with the prosecutor, right? I think he came off as adversarial with me because I didn't come in with that mentality.
4: I came in – here's the thing, and people may not know this, is I submit my footage and I was willing to cooperate with both of them he did not have to approach me that way but he chose to because he wanted to make it seem like it was adversarial but i kept stating over and over again i'm willing to tell both sides the truth and
2: i'm here for the jury i personally i'm not a lawyer so i can only defer i think rakeda does a great stream is if you guys haven't been watching his, his stream and stuff the commentary is absolutely fantastic hearing all these lawyers tell you like what's right what's wrong and when you have like 10 lawyers who are watching they can point out all of the mistakes being made it's great it's kind of unfair to the actual defense team because they don't have the privilege of having 10 other lawyers (laughs) advising them or whatever but anyway it was a great stream but but i will say i actually thought you i i think he may have gotten you the prosecutor in that regard i think you're right he knew that you were a fact witness on the ground and you were very good for the defense so he had to try and figure out a way to make it seem adversarial you being confident in what you were talking about he, he does this really annoying thing where he was like, um, who do you work for? You uh, don't don't aren't you being biased? And It's like a very annoying and condescending because <sighs> he wants you to be like, hey, 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 look, this is what happened so that he can make it seem like you're not credible. Mm-hmm. That being said, I thought one thing that you said was the most important bit of testimony that people shouldn't gloss over when you brought up that Kyle Rittenhouse came out. And de-escalated the violence yep. because we can make com- we we can question the actions that night all day. We can say should Kyle have run? Did he point the rifle? They're trying to claim this video, and we can have an argument over the facts surrounding Rosenbaum chasing him. Mm-hmm. But when you brought up that you witnessed Kyle say, "Please," you know, I, I mean, uh, I'm, paraphr- I'm 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 using a metaphor like when he came out trying to calm people down. That says to me there is no way you can argue intentional homicide. Well, here's another point, and this is why I don't care
4: about any of the lawyers that are doing their live streams, critiquing me, and any of that. None of that means anything to me. Um, the reason why is because not only was I there to share my eyewitness testimony, I was there to submit more than 80 to 100 videos that corroborate every single thing that I said, everything that I said. And I don't care who has them on planet Earth right now other than those jurors. And that's why I was there. And I have faith in the jurors. That they were going to listen to my testimony and they have all of those videos to take a look at what really happened, at least on my part, from my heart, from my perspective, in my own life, my own conscience. That's what, that was my intention to be there I, for, for this case. I was, for uh, both I, was sides. I
2: was flabbergasted. How often the prosecution lied. Binger and Krauss in their closing arguments kept lying. And, and some of it was just falsehoods, which could be accidental. But some of it was outright lies, completely contradicting what the judge said. There is no duty to retreat. Uh, avoidance is not a category. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. But I was watching this, and I even I even checked on this. I, I looked up to make sure there's four categories. I don't know what the four categories are, but some states have a fifth. Avoidance. I, I I've been I've been reading Andrew Bronco's Law of Self Defense because he's a self defense expert. But avoidance means in certain places you have a duty to retreat, not Wisconsin. But they kept saying. He had a duty to retreat. He should have. He didn't exhaust all methods. He could have run, even though he did run. But it was amazing to watch them just outright lie. And I thought to myself, how is it that the prosecution, of the state is allowed to lie to the jury when the, when the defense would object? This is the craziest thing. There was one point where Binger has the rifle and he's explaining that he pointed it, you know, because he did this on more than one occasion, I guess, but he he, he pointed it at the Zaminskys and then the the, obje- uh, the the defense objects. He's facing the wrong direction. And before the judge says anything, Binger goes, that's an argument. And then the judge goes, yeah, that is an argument. And I'm like, whoa, the arrogance of the prosecution. I don't understand how they can admit CGI evidence, which they did. I'm like, this is not a photograph. They admitted computer generated imagery of the night in question and then claimed that Kyle Rittenhouse in a split second dropped a fire extinguisher. Took off his weapon, put the strap back on it, and then aimed it with his left hand, with the with the chamber right next to his face, so it would eject a cartridge into his face. That's what the prosecution claimed. I and then the, and and the argument is, I guess the way the court works is, well, the defense can just tell the jury that when it's their turn. And I'm like, no way, man. If you have a false statement of fact, I personally, maybe I'm wrong because I don't understand why they do it this way, and there's probably a good reason, but I'd imagine. A good judge would be like, make your arguments, but don't make up your facts. Mm-hmm. There are left-handed weapons, and it is true that you were facing the wrong direction in your demonstration. You can make an argument about intent, about what Kyle should have done, but he shouldn't be allowed to say there's no such thing. It was Krauss that there's no such thing as a left-handed gun. But of course there are left-handed guns. There, I, there, I, there's, I, I have, um, which one is it? What's What's my Polish makarov? Um, Whatever. Yeah. It's a right-handed gun. It is specifically only a right-handed weapon. And there are left-handed weapons. I know because I I have a right-handed gun. You literally... You can hold it in your left if you are left-handed, but it's uncomfortable and it's not shaped properly. I just don't get it. Maybe we should have a lawyer on to explain to me why prosecution has been allowed. And maybe... The real reason is because the defense didn't object.
0: But also, Binger, and I brought this up to you guys before the show, uh, he makes statements. You're supposed to be asking the witness questions, but he will say things like, it seems to me that he said that if you light a fire that he's going to use his weapon. Is that correct? His question is, is that correct? Before, he makes a giant statement about what he believes is happening. That, to me, is court malpractice. I I think the the prosecutor's not supposed to makes directed statements to the witnesses it's a and lead them
2: it is and it's it's lazy uh law practice you when there have been a few instances where the judge there's been an objection and like the defense said that's a statement and then the judge goes ask a question that's common they'll do that but you're right it is extremely lazy but it's probably on the line where it's like so ian when you walked down the street you really wanted to kick that dog exactly it's like no I just said you wanted to do it and then asked you to agree with me you know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean yes the questions are do you agree do you agree do you agree not not and this is I mean it is so blatant at 11639 or whatever and the I wish we had the video pulled up he makes a long statement and they cut him off in the middle of it before he has a chance to say is that is that accurate what channel I, are you on this is yeah, this is the actual full video prosecutors cross-examine cross-examine Kyle Rittenhouse on YouTube 11639 timestamp uh, binger just goes into a long statement and then they cut him off, and he's like, "I'll withdraw the question." They object to it, and then he says, "I'll withdraw the question." In the mi- at, right after he just made a statement,
2: it's not a question, well, it's, but but it's a good thing they objected, and that's that's the part of the process. The but even the, the
0: defender was like, "That's something, something." The question. The judge was like, "Yeah, you can't." They're like, "You got to take back your question.
2: That was the bad question." It was like, "Dude, it was a statement." This is what the prosecution's been doing. They've been that's what he did to they, me. Yeah, that's what he did to you. their whole. Case is predicated upon emotional manipulation. They claim Drew Hernandez is this veteran reporter who knows what he's talking about. When it serves the current argument for this mm-hmm. minute, and then later on at the end of the argument, they say he's biased. You can't believe
4: him. When he kept like he would use, and I know lawyers do this, but I think he just was unaware that I would actually pick up on it. Like he would say things like, "So this video you posted um, that you made on," and he would continue like, "No, I didn't make anything." Oh. And this was on video. He's like, oh, the video you recorded... Yes, I recorded. These words matter. So these words matter because they could lead you down a path.
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we
3: are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're
5: here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino.
2: With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: To get you to admit to something without even realizing. Because he was trying to, what he was doing was, you had two clips. Mm-hmm. You, you, had, you, had one, you had one moment captured on two different cameras. Mm-hmm. So you basically just put one and then the other, right? Synced. And he tried using it to argue it was manipulated video. He used, he used the word splice. Exactly. <laughs> that's why when he was like, you made the video, he was trying to get you. That's why I'm like, people need to realize that. I think I think you did a good job. I mean, I'm sure there's some things people could criticize you for, but if you went up there and told the truth, you were yourself, that's all that matters. Yep. But he, was, he, he tried to say, you made the video and you caught him on that because his line of questioning was, you spliced the video and you manipulated it. Therefore, we should be allowed to use our manipulated video as well.
4: But that's why if you guys caught my response, my response was... There's full footage on the body cam and the phone. Unedited, I sent you all the raw and I sent you this synced video as well. So the jury
2: has all of it. The The other thing he said was, I loved this. Cause the night before you testified, I was like, Drew is not gonna take it from him. He's not gonna be manipulated. He's gonna know what he knows. He's gonna say what he said. Cause we've had you on the show. I know mm-hmm. the kind of person you are. <laughs> and he said, you went down to Kenosha to film the things that were happening there. And you're like, the violent riots. Yes. Yeah. I was like,
4: yeah. Yeah. Because they're <laughs> the trying things. to, they're trying to omit that from, to keep it from the jury. And they need, they need to know that this was not, some peaceful environment. They they're trying to paint this picture that you know someone showed up to Kenosha on some random day and just decided to shoot somebody, or they're even trying to say someone showed up to Kenosha at a peaceful protest and decided to shoot somebody. That's
0: not true. This Is what's getting you, me I, th- 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 at all. Th- from what I've seen, I, I can't visualize the violence. Like like how many buildings do you think got burnt out?
4: Uh, I got to be careful with how I answer these questions, but there were multiple. A I, range, I don't want to like give a
0: hundred, a 1, thousand, twenty a range between 15 and 100 or they're like between 100 and 500 I have no idea. From I think it was I, single digits right?
4: Yeah, yeah. Kenosha I, I would have to look at the footage single, but they were about single digits. How
0: many yeah, cars were, were burned out? I mean, oh you, man, they were smashing cars on camera they're
2: just smashing all the windows yeah. and destroying and like the car, that probably car more than 50 store.
0: on the first car dealership. That the car night, dealership yeah.
2: was smashed out but not burned out and I mean that this stuff is No, the lost first one they burnt They burnt all those cars they down. They husked it they burnt The same the thing happened in Ferguson I went, we went and filmed this and it was crazy. It looked like Fallout 3. They went to the dealerships and they poured, there's video of them carrying gas cans. Dude, when I was in Ferguson, this was scary. Not only were gunshots going off, but there was a point where we were driving down the road and we saw the people carrying the gas cans. And we were like, they were yelling and we're just like, keep driving, keep driving. When you got rioters walking up with gas cans, guns, we were like, we're not going to, we can't, we can't stop. I don't I don't remember if we got any footage of it. We saw when we were like, this is where the danger level is too high, even for us, because they know we're reporters and that's where bad stuff goes down. I got shot at on more than one occasion. Now, I'm not no one targeted me. No one said, hey, look, it's simple and pull the trigger. I was part of a a group of journalists walking on the street. Gunshots went off on more than one occasion. I had to drop to the ground. And it's not white supremacists doing this. It was Black Lives Matter rioters. Who are shooting guns randomly at these events.
0: Is it, do they not call them arsonists because they have to be convicted of arson before you can call someone an arsonist? No,
5: no, Ian, they're peaceful protesters creating <laughs> harmonious <laughs> chaos that of course works Speaking towards that, the political spe- agenda of the, you know, nefarious global elite. You know,
4: that night, that first night in Kenosha, right in front of the courthouse to the right, uh, there's a, like a dinosaur museum. Antifa showed up, full black block, and they were getting little black kids. And they were, they were like handing them things in order to burn down, uh, the museum and they broke the window and they were trying to burn down the building from inside the window. This is what these people do. Like they infiltrate some of these movements and they recruit certain people. They'll give them the shields. They'll give them equipment. They'll give them an umbrella. They'll give them something to do in order to commit some of their mass violence. And a lot of people are like, well, is Antifa really organized? Yeah, they are. And sometimes they even do like literally on-the-job training with
2: people that are just willing to commit crimes. I want to talk about what this is really about. The Kyle Rittenhouse case is about more than Kyle Rittenhouse. It's about more than the riots. This may be one of the most consequential cases of our lifetimes, as the rioters traveled across the country last year, burning down buildings and smashing windows with a reporting from Michael Tracy, some of the most important I've ever seen, where he actually went to these small towns you've never heard of and saw the damage from the riots. They have defended these rioters. They have protected people like Gage Grosskreutz when the, when the prosecution instructed the defend, the, uh, the detectives not to execute search warrants. Take a look at this story from The Daily Caller. The prosecutor in the Rittenhouse trial says, you lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun. A major component of this trial, this is not about Kyle Rittenhouse in the bigger picture. It is about your right to keep and bear arms. Now I will say, when you look at constitutional carry, gun rights have been winning. But this is a major assault on the culture around it. We can win in the courts. We can win in the legislature. But if they can set precedent that if you bear a gun, you are always the provocateur, always the instigator and never entitled self-defense. That's the argument being played here. If the jury sides with the prosecution, you will you will start hearing attempts where they say in the case of, you know, the state v. Rittenhouse, Mm -hmm. the the, the, the jury found that, you know, if you're bringing a weapon to a fistfight, you are provoking blah, blah, blah. I don't. I'm probably getting this a bit wrong. I'm not a lawyer, so maybe that context is, isn't correct. Maybe its precedent has to be set from a judge or something like that. As a question of law, the point is they're trying to make a cultural moment occur, where Kyle Reynolds is guilty simply because he brought a gun. Now, mind you, the question's been answered. The judge. This was the most amazing moment. I was screaming. I was like, "Yes!" The judge said to the prosecution, as a question of law, because that's what the judge deals with. the 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 charge, count six illegal possession of a deadly weapon by a person under 18. He is exempt because he was 17. He looks at the prosecution and said, can you prove the rifle he w- he had was under 26 inches? And Kraus goes, it was not under 26 inches. And the judge goes, count dis- count six dismissed. Mm, nice. It was not an illegal weapon.
5: I think 16 inches is the correct length because if it's 15 uh, 20, 15.9, it's that's overall. when it's... Uh, yeah.
2: So barrel length is 16. 26 overall, I, I believe. Um, or it might be 32, I'm not sure. The point is, the judge definitively said, dismissed. The law is not that complicated, in my opinion. It says if you are under 18 and in violation of these provisions, which state you're under 16 without a permit, you're under 14 without a guardian or whatever, or you're hunting without a certificate. OK, well, Kyle Reynolds doesn't is, is, is not violating any of those statutes. 17 year olds are allowed to bear only rifles and shotguns. Kyle now said he knew he couldn't have a handgun. But I want to get back to the, the, the main point here that we need, we need to make sure we're paying attention to. If Kyle Rittenhouse loses, they have that argument. They will use it. It will become culture, and law is meaningless in the face of culture. I've, I've pointed this out many times. You guys all understand this. There are laws like you can't put an apple pie on your window. windowsill on Tuesday. Those laws still exist. They're archaic, and no one will ever enforce them. Why? Well, it would be absurd because culturally. We don't do that anymore, but the law's there, and they could get you. Another problem: would a jury really convict you of an 1800s pie law or something like that? Give you a fine? I, I doubt they would. But this is what's important: if culture emerges, where in the media, in our, in in our, in all of our institutions. If you have a gun, you are considered an instigator in any capacity. You will never be able to use a gun to defend yourself. I they will always convict you.
0: really encourage people to watch the trial. It is a very, it's a blessing that we have this available just to know, to, to see the smarminess of this guy and huh. this little finger. I mean, he looks like and acts like little finger. It's crazy how much he is like little finger. The he best, does. Here. Yeah, it's true. And, and Kyle, I mean, particularly Kyle's testimony, cause he's just like a, it was like his hometown or like his dad lived there and it was like his city. His you grandma know? lives there, his dad lives his, there, his he works there, his best friends there, his the think his Max cousins is are there. Car source. Car source yeah. Like that, that's terrifying, man. And he's like a young American who was like, I need to defend
2: my city. It's really crazy how the how Ben Ben and Jerry's lied to this this is this is the funniest thing. I tweeted even ice cream lies. And we know yes. Ben and Jerry's is full of garbage. Right. But they tweeted what what if a seventeen year old, you know, black person a black kid carried a rifle across illegally across state lines and killed three white people, as if what happened was a white person carried a weapon across state lines and killed three black people, which it didn't Their happen. Their skin color did not matter when they were charging at that guy. I don't care if Kyle Rittenhouse is white, black, Asian, male, female, five feet tall, six feet tall. It's funny how they're like, this is really important for self-defense as well. Jenk Yuger was like, so how would the right feel if a if a black teenager brought a rifle to a protest and then shot people and claimed self-defense? And every two a person was like, oh, we would defend him.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I really love when I, I was tweeting about two a and the absolute rights and people were like, I'd like to see you defend the Black Panthers having guns, Tim. And I said something like so effing lootly. Every Black Panther should be armed. They are allowed to walk down those streets. They are allowed to be in this country going wherever they please with whatever gun they want. And then these socialists were like, based. I'm like, do you think we don't want people to have the right to bear arms and defend themselves? Exactly. It's for
4: everybody. It's for everybody. That's an American citizen. We have the Second Amendment here in the United States, whether left or right. And it's like they've made it like it's it's all, all people. But. What's interesting is how this has been so spun. If, if Kyle gets convicted, he will be the poster child for an active shooter. Mm. And anytime there's some kind of active shooting, this is not an active shooting situation, but they're going to use it as that. So now moving forward in the United States of America, whenever we do have some kind of situation like that, Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle, R- the, he, he will become some kind of poster child <laughs> that's going to be used to attack the Second Amendment at the same time. But this is what they do. They'll, 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 they'll take something that's a minority. I mean, we have active shootings happen in the United States, right? But it's not like this insane pandemic or crazy thing that's happening in the United States that's out of control. For the most part, people are responsible gun owners, right? Um, but they do the same thing with COVID as well. There's a minority of numbers, but they, they they blasted across the entire society where everyone has to be on lockdown, even though there's a minority of people that could actually die from. They, they do this with everything. They well, take I, the minority and they just spread it well, everywhere.
2: I want to address that. I don't think, first, first of all, let me just say, I want to say, I, I had COVID and I had it really, really bad. And I think the important, I think the important, did you have it really, really bad? Yeah, I survived. You I really had it like yeah, legit. Me and Ian yeah, had it really mad. bad. Me too. But I I want to I want yeah. say this. I got really sick. Other people didn't get really sick. Some people got sniffles. Yeah. And so this is why I'm like, I, I actually think COVID's bad and we want to take it seriously, but we can't do a one size fits all policy. That's my point. But so so ultimate. But I don't want to just get into COVID. My, my, my main issue with it is I don't think it's necessarily that the media uh, uh, and the establishment. Well, I, I, should, I, should, I should say the establishment and the elites do this on purpose. But for the bigger picture in the media, the reason why they highlight every fringe case the reason why it seems like the apocalypse is happening with COVID is because the media finds the story and reports it, but they don't report the non-story. So this is, this is what happens with Antifa. Antifa goes out and they punch someone in the face. Is that national news? No, of course not. This is not. They do it 500 times. Not a single instance is national news. They riot across the country. Some of it reaches national news because it is low level sustained terrorism We don't hear about it all that much. The mainstream media, first of all, the establishment, they're biased. Kamala Harris actively fundraised for these people. So, of course, there's that. And then there's the media component of local news outlets, for instance, that aren't as, you know, not always wrapped up in the manipulation. Local news outlets do a good job, but they're not going to report on a guy getting punched. Now, what happens if one fringe far right winger gets a gun and goes and commits an atrocity? international headlines mm-hmm. and rightly so I think rightly so absolutely it's bad it's abhorrent we got to stop these people before they can take you know carry this stuff out it's difficult to figure out how to do that but everyone will hear about it and then for those of us that are in the news and reading the stories we know that antifa does this well regular right people don't because they never hear it
5: it's not just little crimes, though. I mean, there was people burned alive. There was people shot. There was a police officer trying to stop looting that was literally shot point-blank mm-hmm. on on live streams, and it went viral on the Internet, but it wasn't really that prominently talked on the mainstream media. But I But I think what's happening here is that, obviously, this case is politically polarized, obviously a lot of ways on this particular case, and I think that's why there's so much attention on it, there's so much hype on it, because I think the establishment wants to use this case as an example of... You can't defend yourself. If you are a gun owner, you have a gun, you get attacked, uh, you have to get attacked. And, and that's an absurd assertion that they're making, which essentially will leave a lot of people defenseless. And I think that's why a lot of people who are pro second A are, are, you know, biased in this case and obviously have something that weighs for them in this matter. For the left, uh, a lot of their agenda weighs on this court decision. So this is going to have huge ramifications.
2: I, I really want to be careful with the <clears> left <throat> and the right. Leftists, socialists, love guns. It's for everybody. Two ways for everybody. It, it, it is it is younger, populist, socialist, lefty types. Mm-hmm. They are for gun rights. It is the establishment, liberal, democratic, yeah. authoritarian neoliberal. For the most part. You want to take too, away to, your rights. To
4: go to Luke's point, I, th- I think you're right. Re- real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I
2: yeah. got to say one one real quick thing on yeah. this. because I can't let this one slide. The left loves guns until the leftists love guns until they get the power, then they'll take your guns. Yes.
4: Yeah, I I think to go to Luke's point is I think they might even want to do this to discourage people from even wanting to buy a gun in the first place. Mm. Oh, you want to buy a gun for self defense? Well look what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse. If if legal he, legal right, right? if if Kyle gets convicted, right? I'm speaking hypothetically. Oh, you want to buy a gun for self defense? Well look what happened to him. If that happens to you, you're going to end up in that position too. So I think that could potentially discourage an entire yeah. generation from even wanting to own a firearm and literally
5: uphold their Second yeah, Amendment. E- even without the verdict, look at the way that the mainstream media responded to this. They called him a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. They called him an active shooter. They called him guilty uh, without even the trial beginning. Uh, big tech social media censored people. Mainstream media organizations, uh, uh, we should, uh, corporate media organization showed up at people's doors for donating $10 to him. People who were in police departments were fired for donating $25 for him. Uh, so so already we're having him uh, kind of prosecuted in the eyes of big tech social media, the corporate media, which is going to discourage a lot of people already with this trial that happened with a lot of people's viewpoints. We have to understand, no matter what the jury decides here, there's a bigger verdict that's going to be kind of decided by the general public here that absolutely weighs. And I think you could see that today by some of the judges comments. he, He looks like he's reacting to a lot of the outside influences here that are trying to push for a particular outcome for this case. So when this happens I mean this to me is just like the perfect divide and conquer agenda. I think this is why we're getting so much play on it because there's so much weighing on this and I think a lot of the establishment are seeing this as an opportunity to ram through a lot of their absolutely crazy policies that would disarm people that would leave them defenseless and at the end of the day i mean i don't know if this is the perfect case to make a stand here but this is a very offensive case that the establishment is making here
2: i'm uh, i'm actually scared if kyle rittenhouse does get convicted this is not the story of an evil ideologue this is the story of a 17 year old who said i want to help everybody This is the story of a 17 year old who went to Kenosha where his father lives, where his grandmother lives, where he works, where his best friend lives, where he drives through every day and said, I will actively help even those who are rioting, who rendered aid to people and asked if they needed medical assistance, even though he's clearly not with them as an ideologue or a protester. Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't there for the right. He wasn't there for the left. He was just there to help. He didn't want fires, he didn't want destruction, and he didn't want those protesting to get hurt either.
1: So I keep bringing this up as something Stephen Crowder talked about. He says this isn't really Kyle on trial here, which is great poetry. oh great, I gotta adjust my. Mike. Yeah, turn up a little bit. Yeah, hold on. Let me set me
0: This isn't Kyle on so you guys trial. You hear
1: me? How's that? Is that better? Yeah, this is all of us on trial. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's everyone. And he's right because Kyle is a normal person who's just trying to help his community. And people took issue with this being his community because he didn't live there. He worked there. He had family there. Like, if this isn't your community, what is your community? It's not just your literal neighborhood. Yes, so. definitely his
4: community. Or
5: your government address.
1: Right, you know. exactly.
4: Kenosha was a crime scene. It was mm-hmm. a crime scene. It was literally a crime scene. And what people need to understand is... There was a threat to the community. I mean, when I came – okay, the first night I was there, uh, drove back to Chicago, did a hit with Fox that night, and then went all the way back the third night back to the Kenosha scene. When I got back, I was talking to some of the locals. I interviewed them. I asked them, are you a Black Lives Matter supporter? This is on Twitter, Drew H Live. You can see the interview. I asked her, are you a Black Lives Matter supporter in broad daylight? And I was like, do you condone uh, the violent rioting? And she says, yes, this is the only way that we can have our voices heard. You were there the first night and the, the third. This night? is the this is the this is the the day of the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting. I'm asking these kind of 25th. questions with, to yeah. these people, and this is what they're saying. Okay, mm-hmm. so also I'm walking around. I'm talking to some of the locals. I interviewed the people that had their businesses burned down to the ground, and they're just confused. They're like, "What do we have to do with Jacob Blake?" Right. And I'm walking around the the the, the community. You're seeing boarded up windows they're writing children live here on them why do you think they're doing that for pe- for peaceful protesters mm-hmm. you think they're scared of peaceful protesters no there's violent criminals that showed up with a political agenda to burn down a building that had no- to burn down a community that had nothing to do with them even right now tim right now when i was in kenosha i'm driving down the street i show up i'm just kind of like having flashbacks I'm, I'm i'm like looking around i'm like this is crazy surreal to be here again i drive by a building it's a senior citizen home the building is boarded up right now, Wow. and it says right now on the building the same thing. Senior citizens live here. Yep. Even right now, they're afraid. They're there's not, a threat. Not Why? Why are they afraid right now? Why are they? Because there's a threat even right now. Why is
2: the National Guard called out right now? Because of peaceful protesters? Yes. Because, hold on. Has anyone reported we expect a guilty verdict? No. Across the board, from Chris Hayes to Anna Kasparian, the narrative has been we were wrong about Kyle Rittenhouse. He's going to be acquitted. Now they're preparing for riots. Mm -hmm. How long can they keep lying to the American people about what the violence is, who the violence is is coming from? Well, but why don't we talk about Rosenbaum's criminal record? Mm, Yes. So we got to be very careful in how we describe this. Yeah. Joseph Rosenbaum. I will say this right away. I'm sad he lost his life. Mm. A lot of people wouldn't say that. I don't agree with the death penalty, but he should have stayed locked up. If he stayed locked up for the atrocities he committed against children, none of this would have happened. And I wish he was still alive for more than just his own sake. But Kyle Rittenhouse wouldn't be put in this in this position. He wouldn't have to go out and defend his community from violent rioters. He wouldn't have to worry about injuries among those violent rioters that he was still trying to help. But I don't believe the death penalty. I don't. I I, I think it's wrong. I think uh, you can't snuff out a life like that. And it's very difficult because I don't know how we deal with people like Rosenbaum. But let me stress. Joseph Rosenbaum is an individual who committed atrocities. And I mean that when I say atrocity, because I can't get into specific details. The details of what Rosenbaum did to children are so graphic and vile that YouTube might actually give me a strike simply for saying it. They will suppress, demonetize and potentially remove because the description of what Rosenbaum was convicted of is an atrocity against a child, an adult action, forced on children more than one nine i believe right tim he i don't, nine know, to 11 I don't years know the exact number tim he wanted oh, to get shot multiple well, multiple people he
4: wanted to get shot he wanted. he did he was pushing every single him. button he, he was, was saying yeah that night, yeah, he that night was joseph rosenbaum was pushing every single button yep. to get into some kind of violent confrontation he was requesting to be shot joseph rosenbaum right now Shout out to Julio Rojas, mm-hmm. if you're watching Julio. He reported today, he's in Kenosha. There are literally protesters outside with signs with Joseph Rosenbaum dressed what? as Superman, as if he's some kind of fallen hero. That is just 100% false. Aside from the pedophilic you know practices he had in his life, that night he was violent. There's nothing heroic about Joseph we'll, we'll, Rosenbaum in any way, shape, or form.
2: I want to I wanna be very, very careful. Let but people call me biased, okay? I I am biased. I have a problem with pedophiles. I want to be very, very careful. But I think it's important to point out what Ian just said. He was yelling, shoot me over and over again. Yes. Yep. This is why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up this charge because you better believe it. When I tweet about this stuff, the left gets really, really mad, but this matters. Now the judge said he doesn't want the jury to know that Rosenbaum committed atrocities against several children. He was targeting them. He was going after them. He went to prison for it because the jury might say, wow, we don't care if it was self-defense or not at that point. I think the judge made the right call and the jury should not have heard that, but I counter. It was, I believe, De DeBron, or De Bruin was his name?
3: Yeah, DeBruin. The photographer? Yeah.
2: Said, Joseph Rosenbaum yelled, I don't care if I go back to jail. Yeah. He did. And when that happened, the state objected, like, whoa, 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 the jury can't know that. No, they can. And the defense said, it's what he yelled at the moment. It's not, it's, he's not stating the, the criminal, the past of this individual. But here's what I believe. First, I will say it again. I'm, I'm really, really sad that, that this guy lost his life. I'm really sad that he was distraught, distressed, and messed up to such an insane degree. I'm sad that a human being could become so destructive and be so evil and wrong. And this person, they say, was in a mental hospital or a jail, and he, and he should have stayed there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sad for but, the, but I'm sad for the little kids he raped. Mm-hmm. But listen, I, and, and you're right. Rosenbaum shows up on the day he gets out of jail. He's not part of any movement. He's not there in support of any message. That's my opinion. Because he hasn't been part of a movement. He's been in prison for what he did to these children. And he comes out and says, shoot me. And he comes out and says, I don't care if I go back to jail. Those words to me sound like someone who is depressed, distraught, hates themselves, potentially suicidal. And for this lashes out with violent tendencies and projects that onto other people creating the risk against people like Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, this is a, this is a very very touchy subject I want to add. Yeah. Like,
5: well, yeah, we got to be careful with our words here, but more importantly, you know, people with his charges and he was charged on 11 incidences with five uh kids, all boys aged 9 to 11. That's that's the con- context here. I'm not going to get into the specifics here, but people who have his rap sheet do not have a good time in jail. Uh, they are targets they are obviously punished by other prisoners and prisoners of course uh, take these individuals and they do other unspeakable things to them as their own form of justice to these mm-hmm. types of specific criminals so for him to say that he wants to be back in a place where he's in jail where he has not just the prison guards against him not just the prison staff but the prisoners against him who are known for committing atrocities against these specific types of people, uh, shows you someone that is obviously not in a right state of mind, obviously was not doing very well, and obviously something that is a very horrible situation overall.
2: I, I think that was relevant to this case, because it shows you that perhaps what Rosenbaum was, what motivated him was... Mental illness. Yes. And I don't mean that to disparage people who are, who have mental illnesses. I'm saying this man was unwell to a very extreme degree. I think if the jury understood that, it would be a very, very different picture. A picture of a protester who was angry and destructive or a mentally ill man who had committed very serious crimes, was lashing out and threatening other people. I believe it's important to stress. I know Tucker Carlson said it very bluntly, but I'll say it very, you know, much more delicately. Rosenbaum had committed violent atrocities against children. He has a tendency towards violence against other people, not just in this moment. Telling the jury this man has a history of violence against others is extremely important to let them know it was not a one off moment where a protester got mad at somebody. They're arguing provocation. That's what the state said, that Rittenhouse provoked Rosenbaum by threatening Zeminski and Rosenbaum acted in defense of others. They actually argued that if the jury had known, no, Rosenbaum has been violent for decades against minors, against children, against other people. And this is a part of a pattern of abuse he's 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 committed in his life. They might say a mentally ill man. And I'm not trying to disparage the mentally. I mean, this is very important. Someone who needs to be locked up for their own safety and the of other, mm-hmm. uh, safety of others was just released, attacked somebody. And you know what? Why would that surprise the state who released him? They know he's violent. They know he's dangerous. And the day he gets out, he attacks another person. I think the jury should have known that. Absolutely. I think that the jury should have been told he's committed violent felonies against children. So when you take into consideration why he attacked uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, understand this was not somebody who's never done it before. It's someone who was a pattern of abuse. But see, they didn't let see, it. They didn't okay, so it. sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. I don't understand why they can't tell you that he has that history of abuse. Can you explain that for me?
2: The, the concern is what he did in the past. He paid his debt to society. He went to prison. He got released. It shouldn't be a factor in whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself from him. Okay but I would argue first of all, I would say that's a good that's a fair point that the, and I think the judge for the most part was right in that regard. The judge is trying to make sure whether it's for conviction or for uh, acquittal, the jury just hears what happened that night, and that's why he he kicked out a lot of the evidence from later on because it was prejudicial and so it's a it's a fair point but if a, if if if, if Freddie Krueger goes in and 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 with his knife hands slashes up a teenager. And then it's on trial, and they say, "Don't let anyone know that he has a history of attacking children in their dreams in their dreams <laughs> yeah That's what the, that, which the is also real life but but my <laughs> my point is isn't it fair to be like if Freddy Krueger attacks a teenage girl and then she casts a spell and then he turns into a rat and then explodes, I'm being very, very... Well, yeah. Like, if if he's defeated in the dreams and they're like, well, they killed Freddy Krueger, it's like, can the court please hear about the teenagers whose dreams he's invaded in the past? Because he does this to everyone. Right. It's not one off. It's not one moment. Rosenbaum has a violent,
5: abusive history. I
1: I was... Sorry, let me... Go ahead.
5: Uh, uh, just really quick before before i turn it to you do we know why he was released was it uh, an effort by some politicians who wanted to get people out of prison because there was there was a big effort underway during that summer where a lot of hardened criminals were released on the streets in the name of prison reform so it'll be interesting to know i don't know i don't know those details i don't know or the or the lockdowns i don't know what was happening or covid or um, but but lydia and how
0: long had he been in in jail yeah. or in prison before that day. Yeah, i don't Tim, know Tim's it's looking it up right or? now,
1: but I was going to say I'm really glad that the judge said that it needed to be allowed, that he yelled out, I'm not afraid to go back to prison because that really puts a spotlight on him having been in prison and literally acting like he has nothing to lose, which I think really lends to Tim's point that he might have definitely been yeah, but I mean, mentally mean j- Just ob-
4: observing the behavior from that night, I could say without a shadow of a doubt, and I have the footage to back it up as well, not just an eyewitness. This is not my opinion. Uh Joseph Rosenbaum was a threat to those around him, to the community, to himself, to everybody, right. even to the police that night. Right. Okay? And you could take a look at the footage, and everything that I'm saying is 100% true because he was a threat to every single one of those people. And he, <laughs> to me, I think it's just obvious... When you are literally just so open to say shoot me, shoot me N word literally trying to get into a confront a physical confrontation with somebody with a gun, the people at the gas station. I think people could just decide for themselves. He chased
2: someone armed with a rifle. (gasps) Huh. This, is all, this th- comes
0: out of testimony, right? When he chased him and grabbed no, no, his no, gun. No, no, no. is There's, that on they're, video?
2: They're, they're not only are there multiple angles of him doing it, oh, yeah. the medical examiner said there was blast burns mm-hmm. on his hand because wow. his hand was on the gun. And it was on Rakata's stream, I think. Someone mentioned that the moment you have your hand on someone else's gun, it's now dual possession. Right. Mm-hmm. So that means, I don't know if that's true in Wisconsin. Maybe it's not, because I think maybe the defense would have argued it. Maybe they missed this one. Rosenbaum was in possession of a rifle. He he also
4: concealed his identity. So if you guys look at my footage and you see when Rosenbaum is in the ultimate gas station and he's getting crazy with the people with the rifle saying, shoot me inward, shoot me inward. Um, He's throwing his body on people. He's just getting crazy. But then he retreats to the street. And when he retreats to the street, that's when he conceals his identity with his shirt. He takes his shirt off and then he conceals his identity. And then this is the footage that I submitted that they played in the middle of the trial that nobody's ever seen before. Is once he retreated to the street, concealed his identity, he's committing arson again. He's lighting another trash can on fire, and it's two minutes. I timed it two minutes and five seconds between he's committing arson
2: and charging Kyle Rittenhouse from behind. It was it was really amazing how the the uh, we've we've seen leftist activists lie, claiming that Kyle Rittenhouse was chasing Rosenbaum. How the prosecution tried claiming that he aimed his weapon at him which is absurd and then when Kyle Rittenhouse was telling his story in his first bit of testimony and they and they get to that point where he's, he's surrounded Zeminsky armed Rosenbaum running at him mm-hmm. and he just breaks down hyperventilating and they all said he's not crying he's not crying all these angry anti-rittenhouse you know lefty type people and when you when you look at the video which is low resolution and grainy you can't really see anything on his face you can see some reflection. When you look at the high-res photographs from court photographer, photographers, you can see the tears coming down his face. Mm. When I saw that, look, man, either Kyle Rittenhouse deserves um, an Oscar for that performance or the reality was-, was the kids – He's, we, we, it was revealed by the defense he's in therapy for mm. what he went through. That was through. the
0: moment that he realized okay. he was trapped. I listened to that. He said that Zamiski's in front of him and then to his right, he looks and he sees Rosenbaum running at him. He looks to his left and there's three people and then he stops and he breaks down. He's, in, he's reliving that moment when he realized, mm. I can't get away. Yeah. This is, I'm not going to be able to escape tonight. There were people blocking him everywhere he looked. So he ran towards an opening and that's where the guy chased
4: him. I, I, I would pose this question and it's it's speculation pure speculation how would have this story ended if kyle didn't fire same same thing leading up everything's the same everything's the same rosenbaum's violent behavior the whole night everything's the same leading up to that moment but kyle didn't fire what would have happened i'll give I you don't I'll, know.
2: well i'll give you my honest opinion which is pure speculation and random thought yeah i don't think rosenbaum would have taken that weapon and used it on other people the defense uh, kyle right now testified that And I believe it's reasonable to assume that because he was destructive, he was burning things down. But it's hard for me, because there's that bias in all of us. It can't happen here, that idea. Hmm. You know, so when I was reading the story about ADA Binger pointing a rifle at the jury, I'm like, I'm digging up a story after story trying to fact check this, because I'm like, there's no way the prosecutor would aim a rifle, (gasps) finger on the trigger, at the (laughs) the jury! And the reporting says he did. And so I'm like, it's this is why I use NewsGuard, and people laugh, because Microsoft funded, and I'm like, because it's not about what I want to believe. It's about what the news reported happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're wrong and maybe they'll correct. And I'll issue a correction, but that's what happened.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When it comes to what happened with the defense, they said, Rosen, uh, D- Kyle said he feared that if he got that weapon, he would use it on Kyle and he would use it on others. I believe there is a strong, strong likelihood Rosenbaum would have used that rifle on Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. I don't believe he would have started using it on others. I believe that's where things get a little exaggerated. However, consider if he. So what I mean to say is I don't I don't think that uh, uh, Rosenbaum was in this frame of mind where he would take a rifle and just randomly gun people down. That's what they say about Rittenhouse. Like he was just a mass shooter. He was going to an active shooter was going to do this. However, what would have happened if Rosenbaum got the gun and shot Kyle? People would have screamed, yo, he just shot that dude. Richie would have run up run up, and rendered aid to Kyle Rittenhouse. People would have started screaming at Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum would have started running. Someone would have run up and hit him with a skateboard. Rosenbaum would start firing on people. Mm-hmm. So in that regard... Hmm. The mob would have attacked him, not knowing who he was or caring who he was, and then he would have used that rifle on people. It's
0: definitely the problem of letting go of your rifle in a situation like that. You can't do it because of that, because of the possibility that the guy is going to go go hostile with the weapon. But I do know that Zamiski or according to Kyle's testimony, told Rosenbaum, "Catch, catch him and kill him." I don't mm-hmm. know if those were exact words. Or it was grab him, catch him, and and kill him. He said, it was, "Get him, get him, get him." He said, "Cranium that boy, cranium that wow. guy." There, people were screaming all sorts of stuff about about killing Kyle. So in his mind, you know we best case scenario. If he lets go of the rifle, he's going to get shot
4: and yeah. killed. You they're, know that that night, man. Um, in the in the middle of that riot, the mob mentality for two days straight was already at a one hundred. They're burning down buildings. It's at a one hundred. They're going. They're going. They're going. But after Kyle shot Rosenbaum, it went from like a hundred to a thousand. They 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 just were. Where is he? Where is he? They even punched Richie. Right. Like when Richie was carrying Rosenbaum to take him to the car where they were going to transport him because they thought it was Richie that shot him. They were just it went from a 100 to a 1000. That's that's the only way I could describe it. It was the mob mentality on steroids. They were looking for him. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where they were seeking to identify him. I can only assume as to why I don't think they wanted to have a conversation with him. And, and let's
5: not let's not forget there were many other incidences uh, across this country where right-wingers were shot by leftist activists. Mm-hmm. Some were uh, assassinated, some were uh, shot during altercations, but these incidences happened with the same exact Almost situation, but different political ideologies at the at different ends of them. So to have one of these highlighted and and the other ones ignored literally brings up the larger question of of what's really going on here with the spin, the play, the attention that all of this getting. I think it's deliberate, and I think there's a big, big, big agenda behind all of this. They don't, they
2: don't, they don't want us to have guns, man. I know. You know, the most annoying thing to me is when I see these memes from establishment Democrat type saying like, "No one's trying to ban your guns," and I'm like. First of all, in West Virginia, for the most part, there's a lot of guns that are not banned. I'm allowed to have. But you can't bring them to Virginia. You can't bring them to Maryland. You can't bring them to New Jersey. It's scary in New Jersey. I went to a gun store, and they had a a, a certain weapon. It's an other firearm. And I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to get into too much details about the weapons I own. And when I was buying it, I was like, oh, I really want to buy that. It's a great weapon. And the guy said, you're going to need this certificate proving it's legal. And I was like, what? Why? He's like, carry it with you at all times if you ever have this in your possession. And I was like, what? Why? Because based on how it looks, it's illegal. It is banned in New Jersey. That's and I'm like, stupid. it's just a nine, it was a, it's a nine millimeter rifle, basically. That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, what? That, that's banned? Well, no, but a cop wouldn't understand that and he'd probably arrest you for it. And I was like, dude, this is
4: crazy. You know, what you said, what did you say earlier? It's not so much, uh, leftists that don't like guns what did you say like neo-socialist neoliberal types. liberal type no no, no like- the,
2: the neo-socialist youth love guns okay until they gain power but i want to i want to
4: encourage them because they seem so afraid of firearms and so afraid of guns whether it's a handgun or a rifle shotgun whatever right They're they're so afraid i want to encourage you guys that are listening go to a gun range you will see it is probably one of those safest places in your community for two reasons. If anything goes down at a gun range, you're going to be safe. But number two, the practices at a gun range are, at least all the ones I've ever been to, are super safe. People are constantly checking, 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 checking. Everyone's watching each other's backs. Everyone is fully aware of what's happening with each other. Is this loaded? Is that it? And I think a lot of people haven't experienced that. So they think it's just like, so it's like, Like the Batcave, and there's all these guns come out, and everyone's irresponsible and just want to kill people. You know, I would encourage people to check that out themselves. You're right,
2: but I understand why they feel that way when you watch the prosecutor in a case involving (laughs) possession of a gun, pointing the rifle at the jury with his finger finger on on the the trigger. trigger. The The
5: state prosecutor would be kicked out of a gun range if he did that. Yes. He would be not allowed. He would be banned for life. Yeah. (laughs) absolutely i mean this is just absolutely insane incredulous behavior that deserves to be called out i'm surprised no one's really talking about this as much his little
0: finger on the trigger middle (laughs) i I I want to shout out chap (laughs) for saying little binger if
2: if if ada binger was outside in west virginia and he was walking down the street and he went up to somebody in full view of a huge crowd of people and said, have you checked that? Is it unloaded? Grabbed it and pointed at the crowd. Someone would shoot him. Not guaranteed. I don't want to, I don't want to be over hyperbolic, but some pe- people would they probably would tr- raise their guns. Yeah. And be like, Drop it. Drop it now. Mm-hmm. Aiming a rifle at a crowd of people. Someone would tackle him. If he was if he was in a protest, the cops would throw him to the ground and arrest him on the spot. And he did it in a courtroom at a jury. And And this is what people see. And you know what? Cassandra Fairbanks, tweeted did something funny. She's like, maybe liberals shouldn't be allowed to have guns. And I'm like, I get it, but that's the liberal establishment argument. People shouldn't be allowed to have guns because some people are as stupid as ADA binger. Irresponsible.
0: And he did exactly what, what Alec Baldwin did. He, I he did, took a yeah. gun and pulled it. wasn't loaded and he pointed it. And I don't know if he pulled the trigger, but he put he put his finger on it, which
2: is essentially pulling it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's not pulling it, but it is. We for, we for have um, safety purposes. We are chilling in our mobile studio. That's right. It's amazing. It's I, this is so cool. Actually, I like so it better cool. than a regular studio. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> this is like you're gonna have to like brand this, Tim. Like you know how
4: like you have like certain packages where people want to be like music artists. So oh, get this package. You could get a guitar. <laughs> uh, you can get a podcast yeah, package only with grand. the with the microphone. You know you don't, you don't know the
2: future, man. Right. We the could
4: charge to you. Well, so well. I've
5: been doing this for a year and a half. Well, All my videos are in my RV. I, I love RV go. life.
2: With with Biden inflation going on, in yep. about a year, people are gonna be making a million bucks a year. So a hundred thousand. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. but but i was bringing this up because in our regular studio we have replica firearms and secured we have real firearms i have a safe Mm -hmm. and so first whenever someone comes over if we're ever going to do anything i i I will always make sure someone handles the replica or uh, effectively inactive incapable of firing weapon to see how they behave first Mm -hmm. you will never be allowed to touch anything i own Unless you can display proper gun etiquette. And that being said too, for the most part in the studio, no one ever touches anything, any of my weapons. But when it comes to going to the range in West Virginia, where we're, you know, you can, you know, uh, people can use weapons and -hmm. and, and we're out hunting and stuff like that. We always, I, I always am very, very careful. I have guns. I have legal weapons. And I have them because we live in the middle of nowhere. But when someone comes over, I'll give them a replica and see what they do with it. And I tell you this, people have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And I'll say something like this, hey, this this can't fire, but still never point it at someone. And they go, okay, and they drop it down. I'm like, give it back. You can't touch, never again. Right. This is why I don't let people touch my actual weapons in a home setting. If we go to a range and we're we're in a proper controlled environment, okay, show me that you know how to do it. And we can, you can, here, use my weapon, there's the target and stuff like that. But in my house... I am not going to take that risk because seven out of ten people, they have no idea. But when we get, like, military people, you know, they'll take the replica. They'll hold it up. They'll look at it, inspect it, and they'll be like, this is great. And they'll never point it. They'll keep it down. They'll Mm -hmm. keep it up depending on what floor we're on. And I'm like, see, these guys know what they're doing. I'm not going to take the average person who has no idea what they're doing to a range where they're going to be, like, standing there with the gun and then turn around with it and be like, hey – the
5: instructor's going to grab them and pin them to the ground. Mm-hmm. You get slapped for that, at least, minimumly. Yeah, but it's a big responsibility, and I think this is why there's been such a coordinated attack against gun owners, because they're some of the most responsible human beings on the face of the earth, especially concealed carry uh, members, permit members. If you look at the crime statistics of, of people who have those specific licenses, they are astronomically way lower than the general public. You look at the people that do commit the gun, gun crime are the people who get guns illegally in major urban areas. Predominantly, but but there is this element. You have this firearm. You have a huge, huge responsibility. You better take it seriously. You better practice with it. You better learn how to clean your firearm. This is life and death. I think many people understand that, and I think this is why there's been such an attack against this culture. Where even you know, if, if you show photos of, of Instagram uh, on Instagram of you holding a firearm, or Facebook automatically it gets downranked. Automatically, there's all big stigma against you there shouldn't be there should be oh this guy's a responsible human being just like you have a fire extinguisher in your house you should have a firearm uh based on different scenarios and situations that you're in especially if you're on a farm so that's just basic common knowledge that should be you know more available to everyone but the culture hasn't spread as far yeah, That's sad it, 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 go sad. To instructors sad, sad. Yeah. the
4: major- it's sad that the majority of those responsible get punished for the minority that aren't
1: so I'm I'm actually really optimistic about this particularly egregious display from Ada Binger because to me this is such an obvious, clear indicator that the people who want to ban your right to bear any kind of weapons have no flaming clue what they're talking exactly. about. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't know what kind of gun they're Based talking Lydia. about. They're literally holding it with their finger on the trigger. Even I know that and I it's, haven't been around guns all that much.
2: It's beyond that. They're literally arguing it's wrong for people to point weapons at other people. And then he points yeah, the weapon at other people like, <laughs> with the finger on the trigger. Like, <laughs> yo, hey, guess what? All the two way people agree it's wrong Ducky to point that. your weapon you know negligently at other people <laughs> just like that everyone agrees like that alec baldwin well I, the funny thing is with alec baldwin the left is defending him saying it's not his fault and i'm like but he was holding the weapon he pulled the hammer back and pulled the trigger whose fault is it when the when the prosecutor said you are responsible for every bullet that comes out of your gun i said he is 100 percent correct yep mm-hmm. alec baldwin let me tell you guys something the, de- the the detectives in the Rittenhouse case testified they were asked did you file? uh, When did you start your investigation? They say we started the investigation here and you filed charges against Kyle Rittenhouse. The prosecutor did before the investigation concluded. And they say that's actually fairly normal. It's a known homicide. It's a high profile case. And, you know, we know what happened that night. So we file the charges for the for, you know, for the crime. And then we'll begin investigating and pulling the facts together. And I said, Oh, it's not uncommon to do that. Oh, oh, because we know that an individual was involved in a homicide. Oh, oh, so is Alec Baldwin going to get arrested anytime soon? I know it's a different Mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. But if you want to argue, it's not uncommon to file charges against someone and then investigate. Alec Baldwin shot a guy. I mean, shot shot a lady and a guy. Okay, well, then file the charges against him and then work your investigation. No. Now, I'm not going to... I don't want to rehash the Alec Baldwin stuff completely. But I'll just point out, they're very different cases. But if you believe... If we know for a fact someone pointed a gun and pulled the trigger and killed someone else, we can file charges before the investigation. Then Alec Baldwin should be should, should have been charged and should be awaiting trial the same as Rittenhouse did. Yes, it's a different case. I know it's different charges. I know I'm just saying if we know he he pulled the gun and pulled the trigger, then why aren't they filing charges against them? They know he did it. Now they can figure out if there's mitigating factors for Kyle Rittenhouse. He says, I have an affirmative defense. I was acting in self-defense. They said, oh, yeah, prove it to a jury. Okay, Alec Baldwin. He says, it was an accident. I was told it wasn't loaded. Okay, Alec, tell it to a jury. The jury will decide. They're doing it to Rittenhouse, but not Alec Baldwin. Spare me, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, Alec Baldwin hates Trump, so he hey, gets a, a pass.
1: celebrity, yeah, yeah.
2: That's how the media plays their dirty games. <laughs> yeah. probably, it and probably really is as simple as that. Yeah, <laughs> It's getting really crazy out there, you <laughs> the know? It, it, it's, it's the, the political establishment realized the power of the media a long, long, long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. And they've been gaining power, and it's been encroaching, and they use this in key areas. And it is remarkable that you have—conservatives uh, have completely overlooked these uh, district attorney political races. I'm not sure who tweeted it, so forgive me for for not crediting you on this tweet. They said people—I conser- think it was Michael Malice, maybe. He said conservatives need to realize that prosecutors are politicians with the same motivation as any other politician and will act accordingly. Amen. Let's go to Super Chats. If you oh haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. We're going to have a members-only uh, segment of the show coming up around 11 or so p.m. Eastern time. But let's read what y'all have to say and make sure you, once again, smash that like button. We have a lot of Super Chats, a lot oh of man. comments. All right, let's see. There's a lot of... uh First of all, Artemis Fowl has, an, has a, 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 a a Super Chat we can't read. <laughs> Comparable to what Tucker Carlson said, but mostly because it's a family-friendly show and, you know... All right, let's see. Bradley says they're a CGI image of who he's pointing the gun at. No, there isn't. This is amazing. The computer generated image. I believe it took a few hours to produce. The computer tried to speculate. It was an algorithm trying to generate what the image might look like. Should not be admitted to evidence. But the best part was the defense was like, who is he pointing the gun at? The prosecution says the mm-hmm. The defense says the Zaminskis aren't in the photo. Mm-hmm. Yet still it gets admitted into evidence. That to me is insane. Is he that asking they if,
0: if there's CGI of who Binger's pointing the the gun at,
2: because that's a that's a
0: meme. It, that oh. a lot of potential memes come out. Oh, oh they they are. I get it. They I
2: get it. I get it. A lot of memes. They're <laughs> looking at that. <laughs> so they're talking about. <laughs> can we? We should. We should get a. Uh, uh Yeah. So Binger's pointing the rifle. Why don't we do a CGI of Binger well, mock
1: up? Yeah, and then
2: we can see because if Kyle, Ritt, you know, here's another. Uh, this is a really important point. When they're saying he pointed at, the Binger pointed the rifle at the jury, I'm biased. Even though I don't like Binger, I'm like, I can't imagine him being that dumb to do it. And the jury's cropped out of the image. But you know what? If Binger wants to argue that the Zeminskis, who are cropped out of the image, had a gun pointed at them and it's blurry and grainy, then okay, Binger, we'll play it your way. You pointed the gun at the jury. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Right? All right. Let's see. Enigma says, hey, Tim, did you catch the prosecution rebuttal? It was a mess. Basically a tantrum for the prosecution who are mad for getting called out. They even tried to say there is no such thing as a left-handed gun. I saw that. You know what's crazy? That the judge had to dismiss the jury, I think, twice.
1: Yeah, two different times. During their
2: final... During the rebuttal. Closing argument. So here's what happens. The prosecution does their closing argument. The defense does their closing argument. And then the the prosecution gets a rebuttal. I actually really like that system. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. The prosecution goes in blind. They don't know what the defense is going to say. They make their argument. The defense then gets to base their closing argument to discredit the prosecution. So we give the prosecution like a half an hour or so to address some of the arguments. The state gets the last word. Hmm. I'm not a big fan. But during their rebuttal and their last statement, the judge had to dismiss the jury because they were saying factually as matters of law, inaccurate things, the most important of which is the state controls the right to remain silent. If because they're prosecuting Zeminsky, the defense cannot call him as a witness because Zeminsky will say, I plead the fifth. The state can call him as a witness and grant him immunity, thus getting the testimony if it favors them, which means Zaminsky's testimony likely did not favor the prosecution because if it did, they would have granted him immunity to get Kyle convicted. The defense doesn't have the ability to do that. They lied and claimed, but well, they can just plead the fifth. The defense said, I want a surrebuttal rebuttal to tell the jury the state controls Zaminsky's right to remain silent. So we didn't have the opportunity. And the judge said no. Tell me the judge is biased for the defense. The judge said, "No, I don't think I'll do that." And I'm like, "That's BS." The state can grant immunity and get the testimony if it proved right now's guilty, and they didn't because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, you got to remember that Kyle's innocent until he's proven
0: guilty beyond mm-hmm. a reasonable doubt, and that's the that's the weight on the prosecution. They have a big job if they want to try and prove that with blurry footage and and weird testimony.
1: Yeah.
2: Daniel, uh, Daniel Maxwell says one common trait of all authoritarian groups is they all believe the common people are unable to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so this is where it's interesting. My personal opinion is that in many instances, the defense didn't object to what the prosecution was saying. Because I got to tell you, I was getting annoyed by the prosecution a lot. Hmm. I think a lot of people were. He was really <laughs> condescending in that video you played earlier. It's it it's not just... Really? It's, to the yes, jury directly? And, and it's not just that. It, it's It's like... There's condescending in a negative way, and there's condescending in a patronizing way. Yeah, Kyle. But didn't you want to kill those people? And I'm like, oh, shut up! Oh. Just be straight. Tell me what happened, Kyle. Your gun kills people. It's like it, you remember when AOC was testifying before Homan, who was the the what was he the head of ICE? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and she goes, with all due respect, legal asylees have broken no law. And I'm like, shut up, man! Shut I, uh, you know, uh, but look, that works on people. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then and then Homan goes, they did violate Section three C nine A illegal. And I was like, oh wow, I don't know the actual law. <laughs> just giving you numbers, but that is grating to me as an adult. I imagine the jury's like, we don't want to be here. You know, we're told we have to be here. We're here in a jury. We'll do our duty. Don't waste our time.
1: Seriously.
2: Hey, some people might be swayed by it. I think. I think you could tell the
4: judge was getting irritated with him too. And the jury's watching that as well, you know? And I think when you're in an environment like that, I think he did a pretty good job irritating everybody in the room. And if that was his intention, maybe he thinks that's a good strategy f- to win the jury over. I don't know. I think we're just going to find out. But
5: Drew, can I ask you, I don't know First, uh, going off on a tangent a little bit, looking at the jury, where do you think they're standing? What do you think their decision will be?
4: I don't want to comment on that. Got it. Um, I just will say that being in the room, it was very tense. Mm. Um, yeah. And I know that having a direct conversation with him, I could pretty much sense he was trying to stray away from my testimony so that they obviously couldn't hear it. I'm not accusing him of that. It just seemed that way because every time he would tell me something, it was to divert from the actual testimony I was there to give. And First, he assassinated my credibility, then mm-hmm. my character, and it led to him and I just kind of going back and forth. Where, you know, I had to define the word "apparently" for him, and he just—that <laughs> like, was crazy. Like he—he he, he was because, th- but We're that's crazy. what he was trying to do to me. He was—he was digging, digging, digging. He was like, "You tweeted this on Twitter on da 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 da." I was like, "Can you be more specific?" Because I tweet a lot. I'm a public figure. He's like. This tweet here, you said this, you inserted your opinion, just like Tim is impersonating him. You inserted your opinion here. I was like, (laughs) no, I said apparently. He's like, what difference does that make? It's not my 100% opinion or 100% this happened. This is kind of as far as I can see. So you jumped to an apparent conclusion. It's kind of what a apparently means <laughs> it's it, it, it's like where is it this means guy, right? it, it, it
2: seems so <laughs> it seems it, it, to me, yeah. It, yeah as a far as you can see like, yes. as far as you can see it seems mm-hmm. that's the case yeah it's um, not we, we, my opinion we have a uh, uh, someone updated us on what rakeda was saying mm-hmm. uh desmond sullivan says when rakeda said hernandez was a bad witness that was a criticism of the media for creating pretrial bias uh-huh. some jurors mm-hmm. want to disregard evidence mm. So I don't think it was about you. Yeah, I, I think you said a lot of really, really important things. And the funny thing is about how they accuse you of bias. It's very simple. I don't care. If well, I was, let's see. If I was, let's like,
4: ask the public if you guys thought live in the chat I was a great witness. Drop a one in the comment section right now. I think everybody's go. a big It'll fan be to great. be honest. And yeah. then, but,
5: then but drop but look, two
2: if uh, you thought he was just trash. Not an option, Drew. I, I said it very simply. If well, look, if I was on the jury, I would get really offended by the point of bias because I'd be like, "Is he lying or not?" okay yeah. are you gonna get him for perjury or not if he's telling the truth and he's telling me what he saw I don't care what you think his politics are yeah Just the evidence speaks for itself the in same a is, cases, the footage the same is true for Gage Grosskreutz it's mm-hmm. all ones everyone's spamming not all ones one. no, one. like no, there's like a couple too there's, there's some three. Three. you gotta have Nine. some haters like in like a, there like a 12 no, no, no. to 1 ratio oh, there's, there's like like a 15 to 1, to one ratio. To one. I'm
0: not yeah. perfect There's has gotta be one's perfect. someone threw a 3 in there
3: thanks audience there's a 12 no idea what that means
2: okay when Gage Grosskreutz testified I'm like, I want to hear what he has to say. I'm not going to call him a liar. And then he lied. Mm. Definitively and easily lied. And they're like, you lied to the police. And he's like, oh, no, no, I didn't. And they're like, you said this? Yeah. Sling. He lied. I, I got to tell you, man. When <laughs> when the prosecutor said, Mr. Grosskreutz, at this point in your confrontation with Mr. Reynolds, you had drawn your gun. And there's a video of it playing. And Gage <laughs> goes, no. <laughs> and then he's like, here's the video we're playing right now. And you have a gun in your hand. And he goes, yes. I, I couldn't believe when I said are you kidding me now that was a lie he lied outright now you gave video yeah if they want to get you for perjury because he thinks you're biased and lying yeah, they you could. need only go to the video and be like hey, hey the video shows video? something different
4: i could have sat there and pushed play and just narrated it
2: mm-hmm. yep and that's that's that's, Literally, that's the truth that's the reality yeah you're yeah.
0: supposed to you're supposed to say i don't remember like he could have said i don't remember not not directly no i would imagine if he truly didn't remember
2: we got a good one here. This is important. Stunning and Brave says the McCloskeys went down for doing the same thing ADA Binger did.
3: Mm. Let me
2: remind you that wow. the McCloskey uh, wife yeah. said that the gun she had was checked and the firing pin was reversed and it was incapable of firing. And they got charged over that. ADA Binger says, but I asked if it was unloaded before I pointed the weapon and put my finger on the trigger.
4: Ridiculous.
2: Doesn't matter. Yo, man. Never assume. If I, I was assumed. if I was in a courtroom in any capacity, I don't care if I was there as a reporter and he raised that weapon and did that, I would have yelled.
3: Hit the deck! I
2: would have. I, I. I'm not. I'm not joking. I don't care if I'm a juror or I would have. If I was. Uh, if I was like there spectating and he did that, I would have gotten up and be like you're out of get stop him. Yeah. Nobody did. Nobody did. That was shocking to me. Mm. And I guess probably the defense were like that was really good for us. Huh. Like that was an insane thing to do. Yo, mm. man. You guys, you've seen the videos. There's a guy at a gun range with his buddy, and he's, like, aiming the weapon, and then he turns to his friend, and the the instructor runs up, grabs him, and puts him in, like, an arm lock and drops him and then drags him out, and they're like, whoa. There's the video of Will Smith. The guy's picking up the gun, and Will Smith looks at him and smacks the gun down. Mm -hmm. You don't, like, if Will Smith is going to smack a gun from, like, smack their hand down when they draw a gun, nobody in the court could have seen Binger do this and been like, grab him. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I, I'd imagine no bailiff, no judge would, would react negatively towards you. I'd actually think they'd be like, actually, you're right. He shouldn't have done that. I don't care if someone says it's clear. Alec Baldwin was told his gun was clear, too. Yeah. You never no assume.
4: You never assume, kids. You never assume. You assume that it's not safe. So you're constantly checking to
2: make sure that it's safe. Always. With guns. Let's read this one. We got... uh Strider and Coda says, Hernandez, when Binger brought up your tweets, why didn't you say the one about Rosenbaum being a child abuser? We'll put it that way. Would um, have been epic.
4: Um, the reason why was because I was aware of that rule that it can't be brought in. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if I quoted my own tweet that that would somehow... Mistrial. I don't know. You yeah. know so I just played it safe. I'm not trying to hide anything. Um, that's why I didn't quote the tweet because I didn't want to do some kind of damage that I unintentionally would have done by just quoting Did they Did they
2: instruct about? you on what you could or couldn't say? Nobody instructed me. That's interesting yeah. because I, I w- there was accusations that the prosecution wanted to trigger a mistrial so they get a, a do-over. Mm-hmm. And by bringing up your tweets, they opened the door to anything you've ever tweeted about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why they said, like, you could have said, I also tweeted a lot of things about the character of these individuals and who they were mm-hmm. and they weren't opinions, such as and if you did bring that up, the judge might have been like, Miss Trell. That's why I didn't do it. I wasn't sure. Well, I, I, you know, it's it's hard to say what you were supposed to do, but I'll, I'll put it this yeah. way. I, I think the only thing that matters is that you just answered the questions as they were asked. Mm-hmm. You didn't, outside of like when he said the things in Kenosha and you said violent riots, you didn't say, and also, by the way, so-and-so did X. I actually think that was the right thing to do.
0: You said that they didn't tell you uh what was often on limits, but that you Nobody knew, coached me. You Nobody. knew ahead of time that it was... You weren't supposed to talk about Rosenbaum's. I, I,
4: yeah, that's been reported multiple times.
0: So no. you knew through the media before yeah, you went in.
4: Yeah, I've heard that. I wonder if that's like
0: test, witness testimony tampering. Just well, you can't avoid well, it with modern media.
2: You know, look when um, De Bruin said Rosenbaum yelled, "I don't care if I go back to jail," they objected, and the judge was like, "The yeah. witness said he heard it. It's part of it. It's in." Mm-hmm. And so there's something. That, I'm not a lawyer again, but we've we've all heard opening the door. The prosecution made arguments about opening the door to evidence Mm -hmm. he i think he may have potentially opened the door to anything you've ever tweeted about but the defense probably couldn't ask you about it but i think maybe if you said it then he'd be like your honor that's not supposed to come up and he'd be like you asked him about his social media posts you know
4: i don't know what the outcome would have been that's why i I I just tried to play
5: it safe yeah no i i think it's,
2: it's it's not even about that i think the fact that you simply just answer the questions that you were asked Yeah, you know, it's it. You weren't injecting your your bias. If you were biased the way they claimed, you probably would have been like, "Hey, did you guys know that this dude was you know committing atrocities against children?" And 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 that's
4: the thing too is towards the end of my testimony, you could clearly see that Binger was. And I know lawyers do this; they ask the same question thirty times because they want to get an answer out of you that they didn't get the first twenty nine times, and hopefully maybe on the thirtieth time you'll give them the answer that they wanted because you're getting annoyed, right? Um, I saw him pull that on me because yep. at the end he was like, so you feared for your life because someone was pointing a gun at you with a laser. And I was like, <laughs> I'm always fearing for my life in the midst of riots. You were fearing for your life because <laughs> I was like, Those were statements, sir, by the way. I didn't want to be misidentified as a rioter. I said it like two times. Mm. And he's like, are you just incapable of answering the question? And then the judge was just like, where's, where, where's
2: this going? Yeah, he's like, he answered the, the question. The jury was watching all of that. I'll yes, just say right. that. And they watched a lot of they that. They watched all that. All right. Ready to rumble says MSNBC didn't show the defense's closing arguments, but they showed both of the prosecutions. Of no wonder why the left is clueless because they're lacking real information. You know, what said NBC News reported gun charge dismissed and all the responses were like the judge's bias, judge's white supremacist. They're like the law clearly states he can't have a gun. How is he getting away with this? And it's like, just watch the trial. Just read the law. Take two seconds to do a Google search. They don't want
4: to. Well, they they were going after the judge because of that comment he made about the Asian food, right? Ah, it's It's so, dude, he's talking about, that's not, that, (laughs) listen, I'll just say this. In the courtroom, he, it's so tense in there. He's, he's, he's saying things like that because he's just trying to disperse the tension. Everyone's just on edge. I mean, you got the, because it's, it's really weird and awkward because everyone's arguing, right, on TV, the defense, the prosecution. And then, you know, the, the feed cuts. Let's go to lunch. They're all together. Right. Yeah. They're having to talk to interact with each other. We're all going to go eat, da, da, da. So it, the, the judge is trying to just like really just make it less tense in the room. And it's just, to me, this is why I, 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 I hate the, the, the corporate media when they do stuff. Cause they take something like that and they try and make it more divisive when it's someone actually just trying to bring
2: peace to a situation. Right. Here's Billy Bob. Super chat. Oh, he says, your drawing rings true. Spooky. So, um, on our last episode. <laughs> I claimed that I had a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse pointing his weapon at protesters. And the picture was a crude stick figure drawing I had made in about 10 seconds to make a point you that you were I, right. But hold on. Hold on. I think you're a time on the, traveler. On the other side Holy of cow. the paper, I had another crude <laughs> drawing where I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is a picture of ADA binger. Pointing his rifle at—I didn't say the jury though. It was Kyle. I said Kyle. And I think Richie McGinnis
0: was behind him in the picture.
2: No, no, no. In this one, it was just Kyle. It was—it was a squiggly, angry face, and then a stick figure pointing a weapon. And I said, "This is, this is." I said, "I have a picture of Ada Binger pointing a (laughs) gun (laughs) at Kyle Rittenhouse." (laughs) And the—the joke was when he claimed his CGI image was a picture of something, and it's just a rendering from it from a computer from a week Mm -hmm. ago or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, I've got a picture too. And then Ian's like, the pictures a drawing. And I'm like, hey, we know. It's <laughs> <That's> a <the> type <laughs> of
4: picture. Let's figure let's this out. You and know what that really picture. reminded me of? Um, and the, and I was looking at this after my testimony, so it's completely irrelevant. But you know those pictures where you show it to, like, five different people and they all see five different things, Yeah. but it's, like, the same picture? Rorschach test. Dude, that's exactly what that – like, at least for me personally, I that's stared at it like like for, like, that. 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, okay, maybe I could see what they're saying. I'm like, let me come back to this. I come back to him, I'm like – well, I see really something completely yeah. different. Like it, it's just not we, to me
2: personally. I don't think that is. We uh, needed to do a skit sufficient. on this. It would be a great skit where there's like a doctor and he's like, "Tell me what do you see?" And it's like an, it's an it's an ink blot, and it's like I see a butterfly. And he goes to the next one, and it's like a giraffe. And he goes to the net, next one, and it's the blown up image yeah. of Kyle Rittenhouse. I see Kyle Rittenhouse pointing a rifle, and it's like a binger. He's like pointing it's a rifle weird. at a bunch of protesters after switching his right-handed rifle to his left hand, putting the chamber near his face that would eject the casing into his face. It's like. Interesting. And he's writing stuff down. That's what you see, huh? That's what you see. That would have been really funny. <laughs> All right, we got one from Tommy... What is he? A Grosh, Groshing. He says, The duty to retreat stuff became their swan song after ADA started pitching the pro- provocation angle. If someone provokes a fight, they have a duty to retreat before uh, having the privilege of self-defense. Okay, so that 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 makes sense. Mm-hmm. That so make sense. even if... This is interesting. I, I, I do remember when the judge was instructing on this and I felt like, this is it. Right now, it's wins. Because the argument is... If you provoke someone and then you try to retreat, then you can defend yourself. If you provoke a fight, you can't defend yourself because you started it. If you provoke a fight and run away, you can defend yourself. So that's why they were like, he had a duty to retreat. And then I'm kind of like, is, isn't is that a video of Kyle Rittenhouse running like away? That's him retreating. So even if he did provoke it, he ran away after the fact. The funny thing is, the argument for the prosecution was that Rittenhouse was trying to lead Rosenbaum to an empty parking lot. Like, for what? This is the craziest, circuitous plan I've ever heard from someone. Conspiracy
1: theory.
4: I just think it's crazy how the media tries to spin it as, like, an active shooting situation. Because, for me, after Kyle, you know, came back around the car, he shot Rosenbaum, you know, comes around the car, he checks him, he pulls out his phone, and he's making a phone call. That's when you see in my footage, he jogs right past me. And an active shooter is, isn't is just kind of like walking past people that are, you know, running towards one of the people that they just shot. And that happened multiple times. Like, so even for me, I walk right past him and he just went right past me because he was already going to go turn himself into the police. Yeah. And then they started trying to identify where he is. Where is he at? Where is he at? I'm telling you, man, it went from like a hundred to a thousand. Uh, I I got
2: a super chat here that's triggering. I'm I'm very triggered. I'm very angry. Uh, James Fisher says, Tim, I'm always a day behind because I listen to you on Spotify. Please stop referring to an AR as an assault rifle. There is no such thing. That's just causing fear around these weapons. AR stands for armor light rifle. Cheers, brother. Great show. I am triggered by this because I have never referred to an AR-15 as an assault rifle. An M16 correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, is an assault rifle, a select fire rifle. Now, there are a lot of people who say assault rifle doesn't exist. Select fire rifles are called select fire rifles. If you pull up the colloquial breakdown, most people will define assault rifle as I think it, it actually came from Nazi Germany, where the, the term comes from. It refer, refers to select fire, so it's it's full auto burst and, and, and uh, semi-automatic. One Paul, one. You know, I've never said AR stands for assault rifle. I know what an Armalite rifle is. There are a bunch of different kinds. You so think, don't you think that
0: Armalite should change <laughs> yeah. the name of their company? No. Change their. But, but I don't think Arma, is, is like Armalite
2: even a company. BRs is is, is Armalite still a company? I don't think so. It was back in the day. Armalite made a bunch of different kinds of weapons. they there like an AR-12 and you know things like that. I'm not the biggest gun person, but I certainly never called an Armalite rifle an assault rifle. I've made references to legitimate assault rifles by saying not a single person in Kenosha was armed with an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it was founded in the 50s, Armalite in, Inc., and then ended in the, in the 80s. Yeah, they're,
2: they're done. Hmm. I, I am not the biggest gun expert in the world, but I've at least done the Google search. See,
0: we live in this weird, <laughs> what do you call it, a simulacrum, where I think if they did change the name of the weapons to like a ZR, like a 120 or something, they'd stop thinking they were assault rifles. They'd
2: stop arguing it. They, like, here's the funny thing. When they're like, no one should have an AR-15. And it's just like, you know how many guns there are that aren't AR-15 or AR-15 style that are semi-automatic rifles with <laughs> magazines and function, are function identical? It's the weirdest thing. They know so little about it. There's tons of weapons where you put an interchangeable magazine with a, with a drum or, you know, whatever, and it's semi-automatic.
4: During the jury selection... Didn't one woman they asked her like, "Do you have an issue with an AR-15 or a gun like this?" And she was like, "I don't think anyone should own a machine gun." Yeah. Oh, that's right. They, they released her. And, and and here's the
2: best part: there was a guy who was like, "I don't think I would be a fair juror because I believe in the right to bear arms," and it's like. That doesn't make you an unfair juror. The Constitution says you get to do this, <laughs> and you judge people as a as a peer accordingly. The law of the land. I swear, conservatives, man.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> if you're just trying to get out of jury
2: duty? That's possibly. true. That's yeah, true. That's very possibly, possible. Possibly. All right. Let's see. SFC retired says the AR platform is ambidextrous. It has a brass deflector for left-handed shooters. I understand that. That that that's, that's an important point too. And other people have mentioned that you can put a a, 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 a deflector as well if you don't have one. But my point is. I just did a Google search. Uh, first of all, I know I have—I um, can't remember the name. It's, I, have, I have a nine-millimeter Makarov handgun from like the '60s, a Cold War weapon. It's Polish, and it is only right-handed. The way the 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 the, uh, the grip is shaped, you put it in your left hand, and it it like pushes into your palm, and it's really difficult to hold. And I got to be honest. Soviet weapons—they don't feel good to fire. It hurts. It like it bites. You know, it's just not fun. And whenever we go to the range, everyone's like, "I'm not going to use that one." And I'm like, yeah, "But but it's, it's Makarov. It's you know, was it nine by eighteen? I think. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's 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 a unique Soviet. Nobody wants to do it anyway. I digress. It's a right-handed weapon. And so I did a simple Google search to look, and there's th- they, they have designed left-handed weapons where it ejects the other side. And I even watched a video of a guy who had right eye damage, mm. so he but he was right-handed, so he has a special gun that uses his left eye, yeah, and it loops hand around, hand around hand. In, in, the, in the other direction. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. interesting. I think it's a P-64. Yeah, P, P-64? Yep. Is that I what it's called? You looked it up? Yeah. yeah. I have two of them, actually.
5: Yeah. They're not fun to
2: fire. They're not fun. Oh. Both right-handed? Are they all right? They're all right handed. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they were like designed that way. And the funny thing is, I'm like, this is such a Soviet weapon. It works. It hurts. But I'm sure the Soviets didn't care. Do I care <laughs> about your personal comfort? No, here's a gun. <laughs> like, I, I guess, you know, I don't know if this is true, but my understanding is that they mass produced in World War II Really, really awful garbage tanks. But a lot of them.
1: I've heard mm. that. too. And they were
2: like, they would be easily taken out. But there was just too many. And so they just overran. That's right. That's the strategy. I mean, that sounds like the Soviet strategy. (laughs) All right, let's see. BC says, did anybody see the footage showing that Rittenhouse did not point the weapon? On Gab, quote, new FBI infrared video blows Kyle Rittenhouse prosecutor's case into a million pieces. I watched a lot of that footage. And people did, like, graphic overlays, and they broke down... They did, like, outlines, Mm -hmm. and I got to admit, those videos are very accurate. I wonder if the defense is using social media decentralization as a tool in this because they should have.
1: That'd be smart, yeah.
2: So in this video, at least one of them watched, you can clearly see this blurry figure, but you can see the way he's moving when he runs, and you can tell he's facing forward. They then say if he is facing forward, they draw an outline around how he's holding his weapon, and at no point did he ever point it at anybody. What they're trying to argue is that his arm being up when he was when he was when he was holding, pointing the gun down, which is, you know, muscle control. They were trying to argue that the gun going up because it was a thin pixel line was actually him left handed like this, oh, pointing the weapon awkwardly. at other people mm-hmm. instead of pointing it down. And because it was Kyle testify, oh, I'm pointing my gun down. I yep. think. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I love it when the prosecution was like, here you are pointing your weapon at Gage Grosskreutz. <laughs> Whose hands are up? And then Kyle goes, this is actually just a freeze frame. If you play the video, I'm actually lowering my weapon. Huh. They pause the video while he's lowering his weapon and say, look, you're pointing it at him. And it's like, play the video. And he's going like, he's pointing it down. Desperate. I, I, I got to say, too, Desperate. when they played the video in slow motion after Rittenhouse, you know, is rolling on the ground in turns towards Gage Grosskreutz. I was surprised at the defa- the discipline. I, I'll i say it always, like, I wish it didn't happen. I don't think Kyle should have been there for a variety of reasons. I know there's a lot of people think he should have been there. I just, I don't think any of them should have been there is the point. Right. Not just Kyle. But Kyle rolls on the ground, and as he's rolling, immediately aims perfectly towards the guy with the Glock pointed at him. And then lowers his weapon almost immediately. And he
0: disabled the arm that was holding the weapon. It's crazy, Th- right? He's
2: extremely accurate. Like he did a one shot, one
0: shot on the one shot. Of course, caught, uh, with Rosenwald, we fired four shots all into the body in point sort of like,
2: mm. seven seconds.
1: Amazing. Wow. Really yeah. impressive. That's like a
2: fight for your life. Well, probably. it's it, yeah. it's I I, I I struggle to be positive in this regards. Like impressive in the sense that he restrained himself to a, to a, a, res- a, res- a resounding degree. And it must be stated, and the defense mentioned this, but should have drilled it home. After he fires on Grosskreutz, and Grosskreutz runs away, multiple gunshots are fired. And Rittenhouse calmly lowers his weapon, turns around, and starts walking. Mm. He doesn't return fire. There's a guy with a weapon standing right next to him. He doesn't run at him. He doesn't attack him. He immediately goes back to getting to the police with his hands up. And the police pepper sprayed him. I
0: don't know if he was actually, there, legally has been acknowledged he was concussed. But like it sounds diagnosed. like yeah. he took some head trauma on the run and then he passed mm. out according mm-hmm. to his testimony passed out on the way and that's when they hit him with the skateboard for the second time is it it's confirmed
2: that it was the guy's right hand right arm right gross had the pistol on his right yes. arm yeah. yeah what what what, what we, we talked about this on friday mm-hmm. but i think if you miss it you got to hear it the prosecution was like but mr rittenhouse gage grosskreutz had a gun he could have shot you from 40 or 50 feet away so he wasn't a threat to you and kyle was like he had a gun pointed at my head If it were me, I'd say, for those that don't understand handguns, like yourself, Mr. Binger, someone like Gage Grosskreutz, who probably doesn't have extensive firearms training, I can't make that assumption, but in the heat of the moment while running, the likelihood that somebody is going to actually make contact with a handgun is very, very low. So the fact is that because he was running at me with the weapon— I understand handguns have been to the range and know how they work. My assumption was he knew he couldn't make the shot unless he got point blank. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he ran up to me, that, that was actually the bigger threat. In fact, I would say this. When he was at 40 or 50 feet, you're right, he could have shot me. And the reason I didn't fire on him is because I knew he would have missed. But once he closed that distance and pointed the gun on my head from about three feet away, that's when he wasn't going to miss. And I had no choice but to fire to defend myself and yeah. stop that threat. The defense didn't bring that up. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's really easy for me to be some like armchair spectator with popcorn, <laughs> going like, "Come on, you know, like I know better than the lawyers." But I think it, I think that would have been a very powerful statement. Like, you're right; he could have shot me from forty feet away.
3: Anyone missed. But I didn't
2: shoot him because I thought he would miss, and he wasn't a threat until he got he closed that distance, and I had no choice. Mm-hmm. We'll just do a couple more here. We'll do a couple more. We got a lot of people. Here we go. Home B says the Kenosha Police Department must suck if it takes a 17-year-old kid to go into a situa- situation with an AR and a fanny pack and a med kit to stop fires and def- and pretend to be an EMT. Why weren't the police out there? Like, I know they were further away, and they and this is a tactic they use, but the police... Look, they're calling out the National Guard right now. Why didn't they do that on the night in question? Yeah. What was it? it was day three yeah. of the riots? Yeah, I, okay, I could understand... Why night one, they were totally
4: unprepared, outnumbered, weren't ready for this. I get it. Night two, it was the same thing. The riot was continuing. I don't have an explanation as to why. I just know a lot of people that were local that during that time were asking the same questions. Where's law enforcement in this? They seem to be outnumbered. They seem to be really not taking care of this the way that they should. Now, let us remind ourselves this was 2020 in the midst of the race riots where police officers and police departments were probably afraid to do anything, especially even Portland. That's a whole other story where Portland police had literally had their hands tied behind their backs. They couldn't, they have riot training and they weren't even allowed to do it because they, uh, the mayor wasn't allowing them because they didn't want to cause any more race riots, even though they were just continuing. So I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that's what happened in Kenosha, but I, this was kind of like the mentality in 2020 with police departments. So I have no idea. I it, was, think, it wasn't I think the mentality. There was
5: police departments told to stand down, yeah. and they stood down exactly. based on those orders. And yep. they said, well, let the city burn. Uh, we're given specific orders. We're not going to intervene, and we're just going to watch a lot of this happen, and they did. Yeah. So that aspect of it is the uh, crazy, chilling aspect that should be remembered.
2: Yep. Let's do one more. It's a really important one. Richard Thibaud uh, says, Binger aimed the gun at the jury to bait the defense. He was trying to get a reaction and a response out of Richards. It's good that Richards didn't fall for Mm. it. It's a good point. Interesting. If he aimed a gun at the jury and the defense said, whoa, whoa, you can't do that. Binger would have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just doing what your defendant did. Uh,
5: Mm. You take
2: objection to what I was doing, but you're claiming that what he did wasn't wrong.
5: It was smart not mm. to react. Literally, mm. yes,
1: but okay. I, I still chess. think it's
5: crazy that the Taliban has better trigger discipline than a state <laughs> prosecutor. It's, it's it's just ridiculous that we're at this level. And who knows whether this was 3D chess? I, I don't agree. I think yeah, this was guy who's chicken winging the thing chicken and winging. didn't know what ridiculous. he was doing and had you know a scary. Uh, assault rifle, quote we, assault rifle. Again, because she's just here in his hands and, and wanted to play up on the drama and emotions of it.
2: We went to a range. This is a while ago. This was probably la- beginning of this was probably la- almost last year. And uh, I had an AK, and I immediately picked it up and went like that with my elbow. And Luke was like, "Yeah, chicken wing out of here!" And I was <laughs> like, "What?" Well, he's like, pulling? I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I got." <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get more practice. But that that was a while ago. I've done better. I was with, uh, we went to the range with uh, Forrest Cooper from Recoil. He gave me a lot of good pointers. Really, really helped improve my accuracy with the handgun and with the rifle and stuff. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, practicing is important and it's a lot of fun. Knowledge. Yeah. When he explained to me certain basics, it really, I was like, oh wow, like these are things like I just needed to hear one time. I need to master, but it really does. help. He is fantastically knowledgeable.
0: He was yeah. helping me. He was teaching me all about door breaches and the different types of door breaches that they would use. Uh, incredibly, great, just feature. fantastic yeah. information.
2: Had him last week. Check out the show from Friday, my friends. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. It's always the most important thing you do. Really, take the URL, post it wherever you can, because that's how we make the show bigger. That's how we grow. And I'm a greatly uh, appreciative for all the, for all the support you guys give us. Go to timcast.com, become a member. We got to hire two more reporters. We got to get two more journalists. We got—we're trying to just increase the amount of reporting we do. And I'll tell you this: it's a major investment for us because straight news reporting is hard to monetize. If we did, you know, so when I do my YouTube segments, it's—it's it's my opinion and analysis. So I've got like my my opinion, biased headlines, and everything that does really well for me. But for a news organization, it was what I'm—we're we're all investing in with your membership, we do more straightforward headlines. They're less baity. It's just we want to get the facts and the truth. It's really hard to monetize. So we're just basically investing in this because we believe in it and we need it. As a member, you help that mission, uh, become complete. And for that, we're going to give you a members only segment. So make sure you subscribe. But don't forget, you can follow the show at Timcast IRL and follow us on Instagram because we put up clips from the show. They're much, much shorter. They're shareable. They're great. And well, Instagram's hard to share, but they're like, you know, easy to understand and digest for regular people. You can follow me at Timcast on Instagram or wherever else. Drew, you want to shout out your, your show or anything? Yeah, like that? you guys could, uh, follow
4: my work on Twitter, Drew H Live, uh, follow me on YouTube, Drew Hernandez, um, on Getter, Drew H Live, Instagram, Drew Hernandez Live, and, uh, those are all my socials. Go check out my store, my merch store at DrewHLive.com. And that's how you guys could support
5: me. I want to shout out the commentators because someone just wrote Gold Binger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the comments are absolutely amazing. I, I have it. the screen right in front of me. I love reading them. I love interacting with you guys. And, uh, Yeah, I mean, the the idea behind the shirt that I'm wearing right now is that you either trust history or you trust the government. You can't do both. And uh, you can get this shirt and support me on TheBestPoliticalShirts.com. And I'm going to have a pretty big announcement tomorrow on LukeUncensored.com with a very special offer to all of you guys, which I think is going to be really great. Hope to see some of you guys there.
0: I can also confirm the chat is excellent. I finally have a chance (laughs) to sit next to Luke and chat out. And they're still putting one in the chat. Just so you know, (laughs) Drew freaking Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen, what a it's great to have you here, ma'am. The people have spoken.
1: That's right, it's true. Yeah,
0: Uh, I'm Ian Crossland. Check me out on the internet, IanCrossland.net. Catch you
3: later.
1: Thank you guys all so much for tuning into our awesome Austin tour. I just came up with that, and I'm going with it. Tonight was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming, Drew. And it's only going to get even more awesome over the course of the rest of the week. So excited, so glad to be here in Austin. You guys might follow me on Twitter at Lids.
2: We got some crazy stuff planned. And tomorrow, oh gosh, one of our guests was like, "We're going to break the internet," and I'm like, "Well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't say that, I don't, I'm, you know, but I kind of think so." It's we're going to have seven people
1: it's gonna be a party. Wish it's going to be an Austin. <laughs> it is
2: an Austin battle royale. Oh my
1: gosh! It is
2: going to be a cacophony of crazy voices. <laughs> so I hope you're ready for tomorrow, and I hope this rv doesn't collapse under the weight of (laughs) the heavyweights that are coming in for the the show so thank you all so much for hanging out we'll see you all in the member segment at timcast.com thanks for being members we'll see you there bye guys it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win